What's up, guys? It's Captain Cook. Welcome back to Spicy Memories, the podcast where we talk about food and life and stuff. As per usual, I am joined with a very, very special guest, but today I'm joined with an extra special guest. I am joined with Alyssa from Pep Talks. Pep Talks is an incredible podcast that I discovered uh, because Alyssa is actually a radio host not too far away from where I am. And uh, yeah, so Alyssa, first of all, welcome before anything. Thank you Um, so much for uh, having me. Thank you for having a very nice microphone. Not to shit on all my other guests who have come on, (laughs) but like, I I just, I want to start off the bat by saying when somebody comes on and they have a pro mic set up, it just does something to me. You know, I feel good. It's, it's just, it's, it's that kind of thing. You know, we, sorry for this shameless plug right here. Sorry. Oh, this is good. So (laughs) for those of you who are going to be watching this on video, you can see, uh, once, uh, Miss Alyssa there talks, you're going to see her logo. Uh, pep talks and if i'm not mistaken it's in the shape of the state of connecticut isn't it it most definitely is yeah so actually about a few years ago too i got these like really long like braids like like extensions in my hair and so i got a lot of attention (laughs) a lot of attention so much so that i'm like i should put it in a logo because it's memorable for people and i'm from connecticut so it's kind of cool so i figured you know here we go it's kind of cool. You, yeah, you made it look like the the state has like legs. It's kind of it's like it's like holding itself. <laughs> no, it's like it's like what's that statue of the guy holding the world, right? That you know what yes. I mean? Like the guy. Yeah, yes. That's what it looks like. You created that for the state of Connecticut. Sweet. You, Thank in, you. You inadvertently subconsciously created an iconic, like literal symbol for the state of Connecticut. So. Hopefully, well, shout uh, out to my graphic designer. All, all, go. all credit goes to Grateful Papery. Definitely hit See, up Kelly. This is the, this is the opportunity that you have to take people's credit and enlarge your own I mean- <laughs> career without helping anybody else. You just fucked, you messed it up already. That's it. You all about local. No, man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta push those people down. Say I appreciate it, but you gotta use their heads to get higher in the water. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like you're basically you're like what's his name? You're Billy Zane in Titanic. Right. You're the one that grabs the baby. It's like, I have a child. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's how you got to go in your career. All right. This is getting, this is getting insane already. Anyway. So you are a podcast host and you are also from Pebbles and Boomer in the morning on 107.7 in Eastern Connecticut, which is incredible. We're going to get into that. Um, your Instagram is awesome. Your personal Instagram uh, outside of your, you know, Pep Talks Instagram. It's got everything from like, you know, skiing to modeling to cosplay, you know, propeller planes and like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's like, it's like, it's, it's cool. Cause it's like, it's like beautifully all over the place, uh, which is kind of amazing, but seriously, <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank spicy, you. Spicy memories, which is, I don't know. It's kind of about food, but it's really not. I, I don't know. I don't know what the show is anymore. So well, just, uh, when you asked me to come on, I, w- I instantly was like, I eat like a five-year-old. <laughs> so you, you don't probably want me on. And then you were like, no, no, we can talk about you know, food, like kind of on the side. And I was like, right, unless yeah. it's about chicken nuggets, I don't know what I can bring. <laughs> if you don't think I could talk for two hours about chicken nuggets, you clearly, <laughs> you clearly didn't do enough market research. Cause I could go on about chicken nuggets, madam. All right. Let me, let me tell you. Well, I have a lot of food questions. So you, you answer, I will answer any food here. We'll start with one. We'll sprinkle them throughout the show. How about that? So start with one right now. Go ahead. Okay, so I know that you don't want to be asked, like, what is your favorite thing to cook, <laughs> but... <laughs> I should have never fucking said that. I'm such an asshole. I'm such an asshole. I don't know why no, I said that. I was like, oh, I fucking hate it when people ask me that. No, like, I'm no. such an idiot. Sorry. What is the, the most simple thing that you would recommend somebody who doesn't know how to cook, cook, and, like, be pleased but, with what the results would be? Oh, yeah. Like, something that somebody who doesn't cook a lot, cook, and well, then... would you cook like, with, like, your five-year-old daughter or son you know what i mean you, like you really want to know and something that i could suggest for you too yeah it's you sure it's gonna blow your freaking nips off seriously risotto 
Risotto. That's, now, that sounds weird, okay? But listen, you basically, you're just taking, you know, herbs and garlic and onions, right? And mushrooms. Okay. Sauteing, putting them with oil in a pan, right? And getting them all brown. And then after that, you put in some kind of usually alcohol, like cooking wine or not, whatever. I've, last time I did, I used red wine, which is usually a no-no, but whatever. Um, and then after that, you start browning the rice, all of it, like the, the risotto rice. And that's as complicated as it gets, because after that, hmm. you have to stand there for 45 minutes, and you have to put one ladle of, of broth in at a time. So you, that's, the, that's the original way to do it. You take one ladle, you put it in, you stir it, and you let it cook until you can't see it anymore, and then you put the next ladle in. And you have to do that with like a pot of broth. That's how risotto gets to be so thick and creamy, and you add in cheese at the end. Huh. And it's actually a really good thing to do, I think, with kids, because one, it's simple. Two, they'll eat it, and they'll be like, oh my god. They'll be like, what the fuck? This is great. Um, and hopefully they don't say that but yeah um, and, then, and then you know it's it's also about patience and for me risotto is like the most therapeutic dish as well because you're like forced it's it teaches you self-control you're forced to stay there like you can't walk away for more than like 90 seconds because then it's just gonna burn the fucking rice like you have to be there <laughs> gotcha, so, gotcha. you know what i mean so it's like it's not complicated but it forces you to be present in front of a stove for a long amount of time and i feel like people who do that will then become more comfortable just being in front of a stove. So fair risotto, enough. Risotto. That's would be sweet. That's a cool answer. I'm going to try yeah. that. Right, See, I've it. never made myself risotto. I'm telling you, and you make it, you'll be like, who the fuck am I? Like, you're going to make this. You're gonna be like, <laughs> oh my God. You're going to be like, this is incredible. So yeah. Um, true story. I had to be like a celebrity chef one time and they asked me like to come up with like my signature dish. Cause I think maybe adults who like cook for their family might like have a favorite, like go-to thing, but like I, it's just me and my husband and I, I'm, I'm, I don't know how to cook. So I was like, what the hell do I do? And so I really like chicken frances. I don't even know if I say that right. Chicken frances. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> see, I don't even, I can't do that whole thing. No. So, so I was like, yeah, you said it, yeah let's try and make this like myself. And then they, they kind of, I don't know, it's a long story, but basically one of the executive like chefs who, who was like a judge or whatever, he was like, this is like really daring to do for, for like a, a beginner. And I was like really kind of flattered by that. So that's good. That shows that you've got, well, it shows that you've got gumption, but it also shows that, um, <laughs> it also shows that things are a lot scarier than they actually are when it comes to like cooking. Like they seem a lot more intimidating than they really are. Like I did that recently when I made, I think I talked about this even on my last episode, but I made uh, this wonderful French dish called Coque Ven, which is traditionally made with like some kind of like hen or like chicken or whatever. I don't know. doesn't matter. Anyway, I just use chicken thighs. You're basically browning chicken thighs and veggies and then pouring in broth and half a bottle of wine. And then you're letting it braise in the oven for a long time. And- hmm it was worrisome for me because I'm like, this is like a delicate, like decadent, like French dish. And I've never, I don't do stuff like that. I'm like, I'm like the prison slop dude. You know, I like make stuff that's like, you know, like tastes good, but you look at it and you're like, oof, you know what I mean? Like, it's just rough to look at. <laughs> so like, I'm, I've never been big on like the plating. Um, but then I was like, I need to, I need to try to make something a little more delicate. And uh, cause I started doing catering around here and like, I, I work for this other place that does catering. So I need, I needed to start, you know, I was, I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, did you say drizzle? And they were like, yeah, yeah, drizzle. I'm like, oh, I'm like, so I had to like learn how to like, you know, plate. But um, I think things like, that's especially, cool. and chicken franchise, by the way, is not easy to cook. So if you did that even halfway right, that's good. That's like, you know, 
Maybe he was just saying that to make me feel better. I don't. I'm not gonna <laughs> I lie. Didn't come I'm in first place. Just... I can tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, well, no, in that case. <laughs> Well, in that case. I was probably last, you know, <laughs> honestly, but yeah, I did it. I did. <laughs> cooking, cooking can be very therapeutic. It can also be extremely infuriating, but, um, I, I also enjoy the infuriating times. Like I like moving a mile a minute, you know, especially in the kitchen and especially in my kitchen here at my, in my apartment, it's, uh, you know, the size of a, of a thumbnail. So, um, it's, it's pretty small, but, um, that's good though. It's, it's trained me to, to utilize every, every inch around right. me. I'm like, I'm like a one man band. I'm like, bam, bam. Yeah. And I'm like, I get everything. Um, all right. So hold on. Let's, 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 let's wind it back there. Let's, let's crank it back. So radio, what if, how, how, let's just say how, <laughs> let's just do how, how did you even like start with that? Did you go to school for like communication? Like, did you know you wanted to be in radio or was it like something you did in college? And then you're like, I'm going to keep doing this. Like what, what's the story there? Like, how did you actually rise to the top of Eastern Connecticut? It, it started in the womb. I needed. <laughs> your, your mother would just stand against a microphone and a radio. Just like. <laughs> I needed a ton of attention, like right out the gate. And um, my older brother always like, let me have it. He was, he was way more like into doing his own thing. So I was on the stage as much as I could and like dancing on my picnic table as a kid. And um, I couldn't sing. So then like, crap, what am I going to do? Like, and I'm not dancing at the caliber of like JLo. So, you know, you know, you're a 10 year old girl, like doing the dance moves in your room, but like, it's not the, <laughs> not the same. Yeah. I'm like, I got to figure out how am I going to get in the spotlight? And then people would tell me that I have like this raspy voice. Even when I was a child, they right. said that I had like the cutest little girl voice that it sounded like it was like an old woman kind of talking to them. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say like an older smoker, but you, you have, you know what you have? You have a, a layer of sultry wisdom in your voice. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, I, I'm hearing I've never heard that before. I'm hearing, a, I'm hearing a velvety sultry wisdom. I wouldn't say rasp. Rasp is like, go get the garbage. Like, that's, <laughs> that's raspy, right? Some woman like with a cigarette, right? You know, she's that's like, what they would the say. But no, no, They're yours like, is not that. Yours is a velvety kind of sultry. I would oh, say. thanks. So. Thank you. But yeah, so, so I was yeah, on that mission to, to basically get the spotlight with that voice. So I went to college for a year. I wanted to kind of like just that traditional because I thought that's what I wanted. I went and did communications. I didn't even go into the radio station at Eastern Connecticut State University, which is where I went, um, which is weird. I tried to take like senior level like courses for like audio. I thought I wanted to be like um, at a live concert. I thought I wanted to like Are run audio the engineer. Boards. Oh, the soundboard. Yes. Oh boy. All right. Yeah. But yeah. then I realized maybe like, I don't want to say I'm not book smart, but like, I just don't have that dedication to like if I can't understand a certain process, I get too frustrated and then I cry. Like, I don't want to like, can you imagine that person like running your board? Like, no, that's probably, I mean, well, I mean, I've had people running my board like that when I used to play shows, but yeah, I mean, that's uh, so, but <laughs> so no, maybe I, I, fit I, in. I understand what you mean. It's uh, which is fine. And also like, whatever, you know, look, I, I got a degree in college after seven years. Um, and I had switched my majors a couple of times and it took me a while to land on film. I have never been a huge advocate of like, this is what you have to do. You have to go to school. You get a degree. Like, no, I think my, and I, that was always forced down my throat. My parents, which whatever, they don't listen to the show, but they, um, if they did, <laughs> it wouldn't matter. They're both like English masters. Right. So like, they always pushed that. Gotcha. Like, no, this is what you do. You go to, you know, but you know, whatever, if it's, if, if what you did worked for you, that's, that's what actually matters. 
So yeah, I because I realized in college, I'm like, this isn't happening. Like, I'm not getting any attention, and I'm getting frustrated. <laughs> so I, I realized. Welcome to my life. <laughs> I needed to switch something up, and uh, I decided to go to Connecticut School of Broadcasting in the nice. Farmington campus, and I did that. It's like a two month program, and they teach you all, everything you need to know, like to be like an intern for TV or radio, nice. and then I anything anything that I could get into that somebody wanted me I was ready fully and See, so that willingness though that's that goes longer that goes a longer way than you think I mean that's honestly more that will get you further than you know even going to school for whatever I mean that's how I've, I've done that in cooking my willingness <laughs> um how dare you cough on my goddamn Sorry. show no. <laughs> It's a rasp, you know, yeah, we gotta- exactly. You gotta keep it going, yeah. <laughs> you guys can't see, but she's taking some Lysol and going down her throat every now and then. Um, no, I, I, my willingness with cooking even was, I didn't go to culinary school. I've just been cooking since I was like nine or 10, but like not like skilled. I just knew how to throw dishes together. And then this past year, especially when I hooked up with these two chefs that I've been working with, you know, having that willingness to just allow, like anything they wanted me to do, any catering job, helping with a meal prep business, anything like that, I was just willing to do. And I still am. And that gets you further than people anticipate, you know? And so if that's the process that worked for you, then, you know. Yeah. hundred percent. I think that's the industry too. Like yeah. uh, a lot of people, they, they expect you to just step up and to fill voids and stuff like that. And if you can, and if you are present, present and you can do it, and do it well, then you'll stick up, stick around for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, and the world of communication and like radio and food, they're similar in the way that uh, kind of what you said, it's, it, no one's going to really give you like a step ladder, right? No one's going to like put one under you and be like, let's go. I'm like, no, that's not, that's not how it works. And so, you know, to have that initiative and to have that drive and be like, no, I, I need X, Y, Z, not, you know, like, not why isn't this happening? Like, okay, what do I need to do to get there to make it right. happen right. right and that sounds you know I, as much as i love uh after after listening to your last your last episode I, i've been trying to talk a little more positively about myself uh, so it's just good that um, makes me so happy <laughs> yeah no because i i am the king of self-talk although i do have to say i've always been a fan of negative self-talk just because it's always humbled me like to me okay. it's always reminded me that like at the end at my core I am a nihilist and an existentialist, so like nothing matters. You know what I mean? And like that. <laughs> okay. So, like I like to just remind myself of that every now and then. But listening to your last episode, definitely, I was doing my dishes. It was like 10 p.m. when I, I was like, "Oh, this is so nice." I was like, "Okay." I was like, "I'm like this. I'm like, this is what I need, man. This is motivation." Yes. So like, oh my god, this is why it's called pep talks. Whoa. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> You're crazy. making my whole night right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's the goal. That that's the aim for sure. So when did you actually get your first radio spot? Like, when did you actually have them put one of those fucking things in front of you and you'd be like, uh, and like have to like say something? They, they, um, with any like place that with interns, I had this one shot up in Hartford and I felt like kind of used and abused. I never got on air. Like, I guess it was also my fault because I was so timid and I didn't know to ask like that I wanted to do that sort of thing. And I was still thinking I wanted to do audio stuff at the same time. But if somebody had like taken me under their wing, I'm a little frustrated because like, I feel like it could have started earlier. So I ended up interning up in Hartford. I drove from Canterbury, Connecticut, which I, I don't know if your listeners would know. That's like a 
hour drive probably just from, every- the, just from the name i can tell how far deep in the it's like just drive yeah this long distance and then i feel like no one would say like thank you to me which like whatever you know right. like i'm not getting paid I so i got really frustrated and i decided that i was like there's got to be some local radio stations and i switched it up and i ended up going to the, the actual business i'm at right now and um I interned there, but I would get thank yous and it made sense because it was only 20 minutes away from my house. And um, I, I don't know. Like a, they treated you like a person, right? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. right. So, yeah. so I enjoyed doing that. And then they started like teaching me things like how to do, um, like I also worked for an AM station too, uh, which is like 30 minutes north of where I'm at, which is kind of like in a quiet corner of Connecticut, they say. <laughs> So like, that's kind of where I got my start too. Uh, but then um, things started getting like really serious when one of the co-hosts of the morning show for Jam 1077 that I'm on now, uh, they went on vacation. And usually when this happens in radio, like the person just goes on vacation and they need someone to fill the spot. Right, yeah. And so I didn't know, like usually that person would do it on their own, but I was so new to it that he had invited me to the show. And so I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to make sure I like, kill this opportunity but I didn't realize because again I was so young like halfway through the week I'm like oh fuck I'm getting interviewed for like this job and I didn't even realize it but it felt so natural and fun and then like it just came together and then that person ended up moving and I ended up filling their spot and then that the host years later ended up moving and then I ended up being the host so you just kind of work your way through the ranks once you get your foot in the door so that's the main part are you are you like a fan of radio like, do you like, all right. So one, one thing I did want to ask you, do you have, cause I definitely, do, and I'm curious if you do, do you have like a favorite radio person slash voice? It could be from your childhood. It could be from new or like, do you have it's, a favorite, like somebody who you listen to and you're just like, Ugh, you know what I mean? Like, it's really funny that you say that. Cause I don't, you know what? You could totally say yourself. That's, that's totally fine. <laughs> like you don't this be This has been always all about me. I'm so sorry. That's, hey. You know what? I I will never I will never give anyone shit for being like a tiny bit narcissistic because when I did my Spotify Wrapped, out of my top five podcasts, number three was my own podcast. Yeah. So I was like, and yeah. I did it with my friend Ashley, who also runs a podcast, and she was like, we we were recording while we were reading our Spotify Wrapped live, and she was like, that is the most narcissistic shit <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire. Life. And I'm like, I mean, I'm like, I have to listen to my episodes after I record, and I think I sound yeah. weird, so you know. But, you end up uh, picking up things that you can like right, leave yeah. out or things right. that you should be doing or whatever. Right. That's what I learned when I listen back. So yeah. cool. I, um, like growing up, I listened to the radio, but I never like had a, like a That's specific. You're, you're 29. I'm 30. I'm almost 31, but my parents are ancient. So like they would, <laughs> they would show us like radio shows that were like, like I listened to a Prairie Home Companion growing up. Right. I don't know if you ever heard of Prairie Home Companion with Garrison Keillor. Garrison Keillor, it's basically like an SNL version on the radio. That's oh, okay. Like they used to do those years ago and like little sound effects, right? With the shoes clanking, like, bah, 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 you know, like, like, like William H. Macy and, you know, Seabiscuit like that. Like, so like basically they would play that. And like, that's the only reason I knew it though, is because they're like almost 80 now, you know, like they're not, they're not young. If you had normal age people, like I'm you almost, you and I are almost the same age. I shouldn't have a radio person. Right. I should be like, I don't know, Elvis Duran. Like, you know, no, I, no. Like, <laughs> like, I you know, but, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Because anybody that you ask in radio, everyone that I know has been able to say somebody. And so I feel narcissistic in that aspect. But at the same time, like, I listen to things that I'm like, 
especially growing up, things that I was told to listen to or, right. hey, this I recommend this. And I guess I had a small circle of influence when I was growing up, but that just it wasn't important to me, I guess, like that. I loved listening to the radio and I thought right. the people on the radio were super cool, but I can't think of like, oh, that person. Right. Yeah, no, it was always just like, how can I get this microphone in front of my face? Yeah, but see, that's, <laughs> maybe that's what, maybe, maybe the reason you don't have a person is because you just haven't heard anyone who's better at it than you are. Well, no, or somebody, and I'm constantly like trying to search for, you know, other people, especially other females that I can like, are you sure? You don't have to lie no. about that. It's fine. <laughs> you don't no offense to you. That's okay. You don't have to lie about that. That's okay. It's cool to have somebody that you can really connect with. Like, no, so that's, that's why I know you've had Danielle Costa on your show in the past. I have, like, I have. Shout out that's, to Back to Basic and Danielle. She's awesome. right. A hundred percent Back to Basic two, with Danielle Costa. How did you two Costa. meet? You and Danielle. We met through mutual friends. Okay. So I was on another podcast in the past. And then, so we had her on as a guest. And I remember my friends like explaining like, oh, this is who Danielle is. And I was like, that's amazing. We're best friends instantly before we even met because of the things that like, you know, we just had in common and we just hit it off. So that's amazing. Yeah. I've known Danielle since sixth grade, I think. That's what she was saying. I I think I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. If you ask her about her 10th grade chemistry class, I was the bane of her existence. I was a fucking nightmare. Like I would bother the shit out of her in that class. <laughs> I, I was such a little asshole. And like, we all have that one person in high school. Come on. Yeah, exactly. I was never mean. I was never mean yeah. in high school. I was just, I was the worst. I was the kid who was like, oh, I'm in chemistry class. What does this thing do? It looks like a shower. Let me yank it. <laughs> you know, like that and like that. You kept um, class interesting. Okay. Yeah, kind of. Uh, <laughs> but that's, that's a good word for it. Um, all right. So you, you've had this, you've had this climb into radio through internships and just through, you know, hard work basically, and actually branching yourself out. And I find it interesting because a lot of your show is really about, I don't want to say self-worth. That's not really the right word, but kind of like self-affirmation a little bit. Like you kind of enforce this idea of, you know, you kind of need to be your own advocate and no one else is going to really do that for you. And that's kind of true. I mean, especially when you're, and you can tell me if you think this is, this is just batshit crazy, but I think when you're in a creative field, the way that your, you know, associates and your friends and family, sometimes the way they approach it is not the same as if you were like, you know, in finance, you know, (laughs) or like if you had a more like, you know, if you were like an accountant, like, you know, whatever it's um, I don't want to say it's a little more skeptical, but with certain people, what I've noticed is if they're in like a creative field or they're trying to transition into a creative field from a non-creative field, which is like where I am right now, um, as much as I love working in fucking education, I, <laughs> uh, for 10 years, don't know how that happened. Um, <laughs> I'm now trying to transition to the food. I, I've noticed that when you're in a creative field, and I don't know if this is true with you, but I, people tend to not always be as optimistic as you would like. So, I mean, having, to me, like you having that kind of a reinforcement of like self-advocacy is good because you kind of need it, especially if you're going to try to like advance yourself. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what your yeah. support <laughs> like, or, you know, I'm sure, you know, you've had probably some mild support in your life. Otherwise, I don't think you'd be as oh, as, you, like, as, you, as you are. <laughs> so. As I realized, as I've gotten older, almost nobody has what I have in the support. And so that's also another reason and why I wanted to do a 
like a pep talk for people and call it a pep talk because it's coming from say, my heart. Say, it's, it's pronounced pep talks. Right. I was, <laughs> like, I was, like, I was like, it's pronounced pep talks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. No, I did that on purpose there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So it's coming from my heart, like, and I genuinely, truly believe it. And I think that not everyone hears that. And especially if you don't come from a place where you have two loving parents and who have always been supportive of you, who've always loved you your whole entire life. And I've always had friends who have supported me. I like, it's a huge blessing that I've realized nobody else has that really in common with me. And I'm like, why not? So if I can be a positive person, in someone else's life, then that would make like my existence like soar. I would be so excited with that. Which is amazing because it's a lot of people, it usually goes the opposite way. A lot of people, it's like if they're surrounded by that, that's just how they think the norm is, right? So like the fact that you were able to kind of like branch out, like separate from that and be like, no, no, like, hey, kitty. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. She's sorry. She was going to keep meowing. <laughs> Did you hear my cat before? No, like, I she couldn't. She was just no. using the hallway for like, Mrow. I'm like, oh my God. Um, <laughs> he pushed the door open. So here we are. <laughs> that's right. This is, I'm not going to lie. This is like the third cat that's made an appearance on my show. Yeah. So this, is, this is great. Because apparently when you are a cat owner and you have a podcast, that's when they're like, oh, they're just like, they're like time to wake up. Like, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like, they're talking to somebody and it's not me. Um, but yeah, I think the fact that you were able to identify that is what makes it such like a positive light positive show which is great when did you actually start pep talks like when did you start the podcast it was probably like in september of 2020 i think it was with the pandemic and everything going on so i wanted to try something new and i started doing these like five minute videos where i would kind of like update people on like celebrity stuff this cat <laughs> get off of me <laughs> and um it ended up being too much work because it was so consistent. And I don't, mad props to doing the video part. That is like a whole nother level. And so I, I was finding myself when like you have editing to edit, yeah. videos. When, when you have to edit, yeah. I, I try not to edit, but there's also, okay. mainly I'm the reason that I usually have to edit because I say something and I'm like, can't say that. Like I'll listen to it and I'm just like, shouldn't have said that. Like, I just, <laughs> But no, yeah, so. But it really, it's, it's such an extra layer. And so I'm like, okay. And the videos weren't getting the traction that I wanted them to. I'm like, this is taking more time than it's worth. So I need to switch gears and like figure out what I want to do. So I'm like, why don't I just do this in a podcast form? And then people can find me here. And I've always had a website because I do voice work on the side. So I'm like, let's just throw it all together and, nice. and just start. And honestly, the first few episodes, like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, I don't really know what the format's going to be. Yeah. And then these last few episodes, I've been doing it consistently. You're and like, now I like, like know what I want. Exactly. It, it, it feels so much better. I feel like the audience is growing and it's just, it's what well, I yeah, want I it mean, to be. If you got somebody like me to listen to your show, then yeah, I'd say your audience is growing. Absolutely. Um, you're the best. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying, but, uh, but no, I, I, I agree. I mean, I'd usually tell people to not, st I tell them to start my show at like episode eight pretty much. Cause it's like, I, I started beginning, it. Yeah. yeah. I started it in like late 2019. I recorded a couple times in person. I was still trying to figure out the audio. There was no structure. One of them was like three hours long. I'm like, this is insane. Oh. Um, <laughs> not my longest episode though. I've recorded for like four or five hours sometimes. Uh, but, um, marathons, but, um, nice. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was, those are, those are fun. I don't think I've ever, that's a record. That would be a record for me. That was insane. Yeah. Well, it's just, some, certain people when you have them on, you just, in time just like, just is not there. It's not even like you lose track of time. It's just non-existent. And, yeah. Uh, I have this, I have this friend, Ashley, Ashley Lana from Lullaby the Fear podcast. Nice little plug. Um, 
she and I have been on this podcast journey together. And uh, she, when she comes on my show, it's like, it, that's how it is. It's just cause like, we we're just like, it's just nonstop. It's horrible. It's, it, it's great. It's just like, yeah, no, it's, yeah, I'm good. just like, I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with a two and a half hour episode? Like, you know, like, <laughs> so, but um, I, I don't know. I don't mind. I, the way I see it, I have a, a lot of episodes that are like 90 minutes, almost two hours. Like, especially when it's people that I wanted to have on. And like my last two episodes, especially I had this guy cast iron Kyle, who is great. He was written up in Bon Appetit. He has this whole amazing cast iron business and he knows a lot of like, you know, celebrity. He's, he's just such an interesting dude. He was so nice too. And that I wanted to keep all that stuff. Cause I'm like, that's like, I want him in there. Yeah. And then hope the person that you watched that episode, like I've been following hope for like so long and I'm like, you're a musician, you're a cook. Like, so am I like, we need to pop up, you know, I'm like, this is like, you know, so I don't know, whatever people don't want to listen. They don't have to listen. That's fine. Um, I still got into number one on a good pod. So fuck. Hey. <laughs> so that's fine. Um, but no, I, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I tell people usually to start at like episode eight because those early episodes, you're still just kind of like figuring out what to do. Yep. And like, it wasn't really until I had pretty much Danielle on actually, I think as my guest, cause it was shortly after we had just moved here. So it was late 2020 and I brought her on zoom as a guest. And since then I've, I've been a lot more consistent. It was like, cause I went like eight months without recording an episode in like 2020 because I was, it was March like 28th of 2020, and I recorded yeah. a solo episode. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna get my podcast going again. It's gonna be great. And then that year just became like, you know, the pit of despair. Just like, you know, yeah, yeah. So, we all know what happened in 2020. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, mm, I don't wanna record. And then in fall of 2020, I finally got on my, got off my ass. But uh, I will say, your consistency and your self promotion is great. The graphics are awesome in the show. Thank the you. It was awesome. You, you definitely know what you're doing. I think a lot of people, go about it in the incorrect way even if they have good content myself included. sometimes yeah it's yeah, a, my, a sad thing with that. yeah it's true but no. it's, just, it's, it's 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 unfortunate but there are other people who who know the path and that seems like you would be the kind of person for that so, thank you um and i feel so lost <laughs> but you know what i mean we all kind of just feel lost i guess and we just make it happen right I've, i have noticed that i have gotten a little more control with the show since i stopped drinking while recording. Um, not that I would ever get smashed, but that's not true. I got drunk once because my, my friend and I were really into natural wine and natural wine, I don't know if you ever had it, no. it's not, it's not organic and it's not like that traditional wine that you buy at a store. It's made in smaller batches. They don't mess with the process. There's no sulfites added. So it's almost like fermented juice. It's like cloudy huh. and like earthy and like unctuous and costs more. And they had they, all these like small, it's almost like craft beer, but like for wine. And so all these like small companies make them. And I was, I was really interested in it. And I was like, all right, cool. So my friend and I, we were doing an episode of my show, I think, or his show. Maybe it was my show. I see. That's how drunk I was. I don't remember. And I, um, <laughs> and we each had a bottle of wine and within like 80 minutes, we were both just done with the wine. And I'm like leaning over like this, like against the microphone when I'm finishing. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even know. And it was just like, that was bad. But no, even, uh, I, I tend to get, you know, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't actually, I haven't had a, I haven't had hard liquor since uh, May of 2021. 20, so nice. Not, Congrats. That's awesome. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. I just, <laughs> I, it was, I was just, I was, it wasn't everyone's like, oh, why'd you stop drinking? I'm like, well, no, I've, I've had wine and beer since I just, my drink of choice was like bourbon. And uh, I was noticing that I was drinking a lot and not feeling drunk or hungover. Like I would, 
like a lot of nights I would like, there were some nights where I would wake up and like half of a bottle of bourbon was gone, but I wouldn't be hungover and I'd be getting ready for work at six in the morning. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that kind of hit me and I was like, "Mm, let me, let me not do that for a bit. (laughs) Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then life, life took its uh, turn and uh, that was it. So it's been, it's been fun. Um, Nice. But uh, now that I've brought everybody who's listening down a little bit. No! Let's, let's, um, it's my one-year soberversary, too, so don't worry. Congratulations. <laughs> We're yeah, in we this together. We are talking about that. And so you, your drink of choice tonight is Coca-Cola in the glass bottle. Now. Here it is. It's a good thing you showed that, that beautiful glass phallic-shaped drink. Now, what? Um, sorry. What? Sorry. That was just, <laughs> it's never crossed my mind. No, it didn't cross your mind. Um, I like how I said that. You were like, oh, huh. oh just like, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I was thirsty. I'm like, I am ensuring that no one will ever come on my show ever again. <laughs> I'm like, this is like, I'm just, I'm just trying different ways to make people uncomfortable. I'm like a, I'm like a <laughs> shitty robot. Um, so why? Okay. So obviously I was going to ask Coca-Cola or Pepsi, but I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, all right, let's, let's, all right, let's, <clears throat> let's yeah, let's saddle in here. All right. Um, <laughs> So I've never, I've never been a huge advocate of one or the other. I've seen both of them. I've, I've, I've been more like, how do I put this? I am like the, the goblins in the bank in Harry Potter. You know what I mean? Like I'm more, I'm like, I keep the money. Like, I don't care what Voldemort does. I don't care what you people do over there in Hogwarts. Like I'm keeping the money. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, okay. in, the middle. I'm in the middle. That was a weird reference, but you know what I mean? So basically, if you had to lean one way, come on. You have to have a preference, right? Okay. No. Only, only because I find it often, often, not often, often, I find it um, less carbonated and a little more sweet. I prefer, sorry, I find Pepsi less carbonated and a little more sweet. So I usually prefer Coke. As, because you drinking, like the carbonation. I like, I like them bubbles, man. I have a soda stream. I kill seltzer like fucking tacos. Like it's nuts. Ooh, yeah. Like, I, love, like I, I, it's, it became a problem to where my wife was like, I'm buying you a soda stream because you go through a case of seltzer in like a day. And she's like, wow. This is like, I had aluminum cans just like, <laughs> I looked like a fucking hobo. Like literally there was, just, <laughs> there was cans of aluminum everywhere. Um, like mountains of cans of aluminum. And so I love a soda stream. But yeah, I usually prefer Coke. That being said, I was also a pretty big fan of diet soda. So when I was a big diet soda drinker, I know, when I was a diet soda drinker, though, because that's all they would buy in my house when I grew up, uh, that I usually preferred diet Pepsi, but I preferred regular Coke because I think regular Coke tastes like actual soda. I think okay. it, tastes, it tastes more like, I mean, it's all got corn syrup. It's really horrible. But <laughs> right, right. It's all got corn syrup. It's fine. But it's the me, OG. Yeah. Coca-Cola. And also I would love the glass bottles. Oh my God. I, when they first started like coming out with those again, I must've been like 12. You know, you were probably like 11 or 12. They, they had just started bringing them back heavily as like marketing. Cause they were like retro, you know, whatever. Right, right. And they, I remember when I saw them in like stop and shop once. And I was like, my jaw just like dropped. I'm like, ma, ma. Mom, she's like, what? I'm like, look. And she's like, and she's like, now she's like 70. So to her, that's like how she grew up with him. She's like, yeah. And, and I'm just like, I, <laughs> right, right. She's like, yeah. That's special. And I'm just like, can I get those? And she's like, I don't, yeah, you know, it's just Coke, right? And I'm like, no, it's a you think. I was like, it's in a glass bottle, biatch. Like, you don't know what you're saying. Yeah. It's going to taste different. Yeah. And it did. I was drinking it and I'm like, mm, I was like, toot, toot. You know, I was just like, I'm like, you know, but um, I usually prefer Coke. Now, I'm assuming that you also prefer Coca Cola. 
Yeah, definitely. Okay. Is there a specific was... reason or is it just marketing and you just, you know, <clears throat> about the halftime show at the Super Bowl? <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm like one of those people who like, I find, I find fun in just picking a team and like going all for it. You know what I mean? Fair like Fair enough. there's literally, it's a childish reason. Like that's why I like Coke is because it's no, you that. Know what? Hey, look at me, but, rock, rock flag and Eagle. You know what I mean? You like, you look one way, you're like, that's it. You're dug in and you're never coming out. Right. Right. That's and, in the words of Mac from Always Sunny. You're dug in and you don't ever look back. Like that's it. <laughs> so I chose my team and now I got to ride with it. But my, my favorite Coca-Cola is at McDonald's from like the fountain. Mm. I am obsessed with it. And when I was in high school and I could, you know, when you were so cool, you could drive your own car to the high school. I would drive to McDonald's and pick up a Coca-Cola and drive to high yeah. Yeah, when we so were, all the girls, when you're, when you're like a lower classman, you see the upper classman come back with the McDonald's bags. You're like, you fucker. You're just like, you were like, you were so mad because you couldn't leave campus until 10th grade or after 10th grade. So right. Once, you know, once I came back for the first time with a McDonald's bag, because it was like 10 minutes from the high school, I was like, fucking right, doggy. I'm like, look at yeah. this shit. I'm like, I got fucking, I got hash browns in here. You don't even know. I got an early lunch period. Fuck you. You know, like, <laughs> so like. The girls would have their like hot cocoa or their like coffee, and I would roll it with like a giant large Coca Cola on my oh, desk. God. And so, yeah. On that note, is McDonald's your favorite fountain soda from Fest McDonald's? Is my favorite food in the world. Hey, you're not going to get any argument from me. Look, McDonald's people. Look, I I'm not one of those food snobs. Okay, I I cook and I cook some very cool shit and I make hot sauce and spice rubs and I've come up with recipes and I, I, I have every reason to be a snob, right? And I'm not because I exclusively ate Taco Bell for like a year and a half, like 18 months. I pretty much just mainline wow. Taco Bell from like 2009 and a half to like 2010. That was just my life. And so I've never been a snob with that. And also look, it doesn't fucking matter. It's the same thing where like, I'm, I'm also, I'm Italian, right? I'm 100% Italian as far as I know. So I also have every reason to shit on Domino's, right? I could be one of those people like, hey, fuck you, buddy. That's not fucking pizza. I'll give you pizza. Hey, hey, <laughs> yeah, yo. yeah. Like, no. like I, I will say this. It's not pizza, but it's Domino's, right? Like you, when you want Domino's, you want Domino's. You know what I mean? Like, right. like when we say, when my wife and I are talking about like dinner, if we want like Domino's, she's not like, I feel like pizza, what do you want to get? We're right. Like, she's like, I want Domino's. Like I want right. garlic right. bread and I want it now. And if you don't get yes. it for me, like we're getting a divorce. That's, that's pretty much how that now. But so I've never, I've never shit on stuff like that because there's just, there's, there's a reason like, I hate saying this, but like, there's a reason why things are hyped up. If a song is blowing up on the radio, maybe there's a fucking reason, right? Like maybe there's a reason it's good. It's like, Oh, it's so overplayed. Maybe there's a reason it's overplayed. You dick. Like my God, like maybe, you know, like, so, that's the uh, way to think of it. Yeah. yeah. I've never been like snobby as far as that. And so McDonald's, what's your usual, all right, let's do this now. You think you thought we weren't going to talk about food. Um, all right. <laughs> what's I don't your, think you're ready for what is about to happen. Like I'm really going to blow your mind. I don't know. I don't know if you're ready for what's about to happen. So, cause we, if we move on to other places, <laughs> I could get real weird real quick. I'm just saying I've gotten, I've gotten, it doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, let's hold on. All right. <laughs> so what? What's your go-to? I'm ready now. Like, I'm talking Tuesday afternoon, right? Some old lady in a, you know, uh, a 1998 Buick almost hit you. You're, like, fuming, and you're like, fuck it. You finally get into McDonald's. You can get your order. What's your order? I always order the same thing. Let's go. Every time. Hit me. Let's go. It's going to be a 10-piece chicken nugget 
whiskey and sour sauce and a medium fry and a Coca-Cola, of course. And then now I'm so excited. I'm going to do the promotion. I'm so excited for the shamrock shake. It's out. I, I forgot. It's fucking excited. March. Oh, my God. Woo. I, had, I had forgotten the month. Oh, the shamrock shake. God, McDonald's yeah. had so many good things over the years. When they first took away the McRib, I think I wanted to kill somebody. I genuinely. <laughs> you I you genuinely, were into it. I loved the McRib. I was, you, like, I was so into shocking. it. shocking. I was so into it. I was like, yo, this is fucking great. They put it on like a mini little weird hero. I'm like, what the fuck is this thing? I'm like, this is a weird like club role. Like, this is great. And I, I, I loved it. The only thing I've never been crazy about there, and I've, I've tried a lot of stuff. Big Mac has always been one of my favorites because it's just- I've never thing. eaten any of that in my life. So the Big Mac is great because there's an unnecessary piece of bread in the middle. Like it doesn't okay. be there. Like there's no reason for that to be there at all. <laughs> like not at all. But it's 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 great. And you know, quarter pounder. I was never into the whole quarter pounder with cheese. That all that shit. Whatever. Um, the French fry. I always preferred the French fries at McDonald's other than other fast food places. I don't know if mm. you go to other fat food, fast food places. If you've been to other fast food places. Like, yes. Yeah. I, I, that. I, 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 but it's always ten piece chicken nugget there too. That's fine. So. <laughs> Now the, now, the McDonald's chicken nugget, right? <laughs> it's a very specific type of nugget. And the reason is because of, like, the crunch, right? And that uh, chicken, um, <laughs> the, the chicken blend that they use. Yes, um, yeah. Um, um, that's battered in, like, what it seems like is not really a batter. It's more like just cornstarch, I think. I don't know. But it has this crunch that makes it very, very, very specific to McDonald's. And dipping it in the sauces, like, you know, Szechuan sauce, RIP. Um, that when the, I mean, that was around years ago, I think like the 90s. And then remember they brought it back for Rick and Morty, the Szechuan sauce? I, heard, like, I remember hearing about it. It's such bullshit. There were people who had gallons of it somehow and were just selling it on eBay <laughs> for like thousands of dollars. Because um, that's necessary, totally. Yeah, exactly. Because there was this whole Rick and Morty episode where he goes like back into he's he's di- he's trying to find the Szechuan sauce from McDonald's. That's like a whole episode. It's gotcha. like to find a Szechuan sauce. And so I think that's what it was. I don't know. I was very high when I used to watch Rick and Morty. So anybody who comes <laughs> after me, don't don't attack me. They're like, that's not what happened on the episode. <laughs> um, but McDonald's has always been a favorite of mine because that was always around. I mean, I grew up in Westchester County, so White Plains. Right. You know, White Plains. White Plains is where I grew up, basically. So I was skating all around there and we would always end up eating McDonald's because you could go there with three fucking dollars and eat. You know, I mean, that was the biggest thing was like, yeah, we would literally find a way to collect change because we when and I'm talking when we were like broke, like broke, like I hadn't I had been working, but I had this amazing ability when I was younger (laughs) to save money (laughs) and like stash away when I needed to. So I always had a job from the time I was 13, but I would never blow that money. So when I would go out and skate with my friends and shit, I didn't have that kind of money for food. So McDonald's was like, perfect. I'm like, I got four and a half dollars and I'm eating like a fucking king. I'm like, this is going to be Yeah. And then I discovered Taco Bell and things got real weird. You know what I mean? Like Taco Bell was, Taco Bell was my go-to, man. Taco Bell. I don't know anything about Taco Bell. I don't like tacos. Yeah, but you know what? I don't know if you can really call them tacos. I will say this. Taco Bell is definitely out of all the fast food places if you look up the ingredients and you look up like what they use and like all that shit it's definitely not as horrible for your body as yeah. like, the other places yeah because like think about it it's just like beans and like you know a lot of carbs and stuff but it's not like you know what is okay this? that's not like what does this mean you know 
Um, like, so, you know. Right, right. Um, no, we get it. We yeah. know what we're eating. Yeah. It's not what we think. But that's <laughs> the thing. It's like, if you're going to, if you're going to complain about that, don't go to those places. Right, right. That's always been my thing. It's like, I don't, like, I literally tried to almost off myself one day by eating fast food, just because if I want, I wanted to see if it could be done. I was like in high school. <laughs> I was like insane. And I called my friend Dylan. I'm like, yo, I'm like, and he can, I, oh God, I, I'm going to bring him on so he can tell the story. I was like, I'm going to see what my body could really, like what the capacity is. And he was like, what? And I'm like, I'm going to see how much I can take. He That's was like, funny. And he, I was like, are you in? He's like, yeah, let's do it. So I pick him up, went to Burger King. They used to have this thing called the quad stacker, which was four patties with bacon and cheese in between, like a okay. quadruple burger. It's like yeah. big. <laughs> I then drove and I got a medium fries and a big ass Diet Coke because, you know, why not diet? Yep. And then drove over to KFC. And I don't know if you're a fan of KFC or not, but they used to have this thing back in the day called the double down sandwich. The double down sandwich was uh, like this sauce and cheese and bacon in between. But instead of bread, it was just two pieces of fried chicken as the bread. Like they did. Okay. It was just, you're just <laughs> holding two pieces of fried chicken. It's like a fat kid sandwich. Like when you're like, you have two pieces of chicken, like, oh, I'm going to make a sandwich. <laughs> like that, like they literally made that. So I got that. And then I got, um, and then I think I got chicken nuggets from McDonald's and we drove back to behind one of these old elementary schools and I laid everything out on the trunk and I just plowed through everything. I was just like, and he's just, he, I didn't offer him food. He didn't ask for any, he was just standing there watching <laughs> and he's just watching he just me just watched. try to murder myself with fast food. And I, I mean, I got it all down, you know, I mean, I, I definitely threw everything up Wow. very shortly after, but yeah, I got it all down and I didn't die. So from then I was like, I could eat any kind of fast food that I want. It won't kill me. <laughs> that, was my, like, that was my, like my threshold. So nice. You should get a trophy for that. I should. Yeah. You know, fuck it. I need somebody like you in my life. Okay. Um, <laughs> you're, you're not just a self-advocate. You're a me advocate. That's what we're doing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. So here's, here's, here's a prompt for you. Um, you go to McDonald's and you're, all right, you're, you're driving somewhere, right? And you're dying of starvation. You're like, fuck, I've been driving for seven hours on my way to Niagara Falls. I don't know, somewhere. And whatever. And you're like, I need to stop and get food. And it's like the middle of nowhere and there's only a fucking McDonald's, right? It's like yes. that, that one street that stands alone, right? That's like my dream. Like I, that would make me happy. Like, like, I'd be like, I found one. Yeah. You're like that fucking duster cowboy that walks in off the road. The fucking <laughs> right. the shutters open up and you're just like, Ugh, and it's like golden arches. <laughs> um, you go to order and they don't have nuggets. Oh god. Now a frosty. You, okay. <laughs> now are you are you a French fry and fro frosty person or no? Why complicate things, man? People have been trying to get me on that for years. And they're like, no, you don't understand. It's about the salty and the sweet. I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I don't care about the salty and the sweet. I'm like, it's just. Wouldn't you know of anybody about salty and sweet mixing? Like, yeah, it's the same argument they try to make to me about pineapple on pizza. And I just told them to go fuck themselves. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, if it's done correctly, it can taste good. But it's never done correctly. So it does not taste good. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, and I, I mention this almost every episode. But the reason is because, you know. The, the original recipes of things get so lost in translation, you know, like pineapple and pork and pineapple and ham and pizza. That's not an original concept. I mean, like there are these tacos that originated in Mexico, but before then Lebanon called tacos al pastor. And it's pork with pineapple, but it's on one of those like shawarma things that like spins. And what you're okay. supposed to do is layer the pineapple in the middle and then pack the marinated pork all around it into a giant mound so that as it cooks, 
the subtle flavor of the pineapple just travels through the pork. Tacos a pastor yeah. is not just hunks of fucking pork with a bunch of pineapple that you throw in it and then you charge, you know, white people $10 for a taco. That's basically what that's they do. That's funny. So that's not what it is. And hmm. the same thing with pineapple on pizza. If it's, if it's like done correctly, like I had a friend on who owns a pizza company in uh, Queens and he said he had one where they didn't just put chunks of pineapple on their pizza. They blended the pineapple into like a sauce and that gets twirled and spun onto the pizza. Hmm on top of like that. And I was like, see that I could see maybe tasting kind of good, not just like a chunk of syrupy pineapple, but I don't know. Who knows? Anyway. I don't know if I've even tried it before. I am just don't. You're, I don't <laughs> even eat pepperoni pizzas. So. You're fine. Don't. One thing I will say is if you're, I mean, have you been, you've been to New Haven, obviously. So yeah. have you gone to Frank Pepe's or no? Well, we have uh, Frank Pepe's at the Mohegan Sun Casino that I live like 15 oh, minutes yeah. away from. Oh, you're that? So, oh, shit. Why didn't you say you were 15 minutes from Mohegan Sun? I know where that yeah, is. Yeah. Oh, oh man. I mean, oh, wow, right? I should there. know right. better. Yeah, I'm so there. coastal, right. so that's why. But um, <laughs> yeah, if I go more inland to the there you go. <laughs> If I go towards the mainland, that's what you got to say. <laughs> yeah. If I go towards the mainland, you got to start talking like a Hawaiian. Um, <laughs> but yeah, right. no, I mean, I've had that, that pizza there, but I've heard that like the one at the casino, even though it's like called Frank Pepe is like, it's not, not the same as no, the new we, Haven kind, but we have one in Yonkers here, uh, which is not too far from where I grew up. My wife is from Yonkers and you know, it's, it's almost a fucking borough of the city, but we, there's a Pepe's there. So that was the first Pepe's that I ever had. And it's, 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 it's close, but I've also been to the one in New Haven and the one in New Haven is, is, is good. It's just, it's a very specific kind of pizza for a pizza for that kind of pizza person. It's right. not like you can't take normal pizza lovers and throw them in there and be like, have a good time because then they'll be like, what the fuck is happening? Like they just won't. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's like, yeah I agree. For those who don't know, by the way, Pepe's uh, usually doesn't cut their pies into the eight beautiful slices that you see. They kind of go like this up and then they just go diagonal like, nah, nah. and they have some pieces that are like this long and like rectangles. And then other ones that are like tiny. It's, it's insane. It's cool. It's just, it's, it's all over the place. Um, but all right, so like I, when you started eating McDonald's a lot, right? Was it out of like convenience or did you just like start eating nuggets and you were like, this is a better food than anything I've put in my body? Like, all of ever? it. All right. Like it checked out, it checks off every box. Like not only is it the most delicious thing that I've probably ever eaten in my life and it's addicting, but like it's super convenient. And I'm one of those people who like, I get out of work like in the afternoon. It's such like an awkward time. And so for me to find food is like, that's always my like go-to convenient thing. What and it's start in the morning? Cheap. Um, I, I start on air at 6 a.m. Fuck. So, oh, you weren't kidding. So you, you have to wake up probably at like 4.30, I would assume. Like 4.45, 5 o'clock is when Jesus. I try to roll out of bed, right. but so I don't put like a full face of makeup on or anything. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for radio, yeah, I would hope, you know. Right, right. I, if I worked in radio, I mean, I have to wear a suit and tie every day, so I have to look mildly presentable. But if I worked in like radio and nobody ever saw me, I would, I would look like how Adam Sandler looks every day. Like that's basically, <laughs> that's basically how I would look. I that's, would just look like Adam Sandler. That's kind of me. Yeah, which is great. I mean, if you can live that life, like right now, I'm in like joggers and a black V-neck. This is all I would wear all the time. It'd be yep. amazing. Um, all right. So is there, all right, here's, here's, here, all right, here's a good question. Preparation for um, <clears throat> projection or like what you're about to do on the radio. Are there any like do's and don'ts for people? Now I used to perform. Like I used to, I used to have a band and I used to be the singer. So like I used to not treat my voice properly because I needed it to sound basically raspy. 
So, you know, the chain smoking and the drinking, that was all, you know, preparation. But <laughs> let's say you have a job like yours where you actually need to use your voice properly. Do you have anything that you usually stay away from? I mean, aside from cocaine and cigarettes in the morning, um, is there anything else that you usually try to stay away from or that you do before you're about to go on air? Like, do you have any rituals, like anything like that? Or you just like, you just, just go. Some, well, I have to always check my energy. Like, cause sometimes I'm like in a bad mood, mm. but as soon as the microphone comes on, I'll literally, it's like a light switch. Really? Like I've, yeah, I've been like, especially before I gave up drinking, obviously, like I would, I've thrown up like in between and no one knew the difference. I was, Hey, what's up? Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. turn the mic off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's amazing. So though, check- to be able to just continue on with nobody knowing. <laughs> right. So I check that. I, um, and I always drink my wonderful husband always makes me hot cocoa in the morning. So nice. I have yeah, nice, like warm throat. Yes. <laughs> All thanks to him. So right before I do like my first break, my hot chocolate has warmed or I'm cooled down enough that I can sip it perfectly. It's like the perfect timing <laughs> every morning. It's a part of my routine. And I'll take it. You have this down to a science. You tried to act all cool in the beginning, but you were like, no, no, I have the, <laughs> you have an exact like timestamp of all this shit. That's amazing. <laughs> but I'm not like me, 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 me. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. right. yeah. Like nah. that was that was my that was my vocal exercise for so many years. Hey, it does like, what it yeah, yeah, but you know right. what? I hated, I hated doing vocal exercises. When, like, especially when I would sing with my band, I sounded like the dude from Steppenwolf, right? So I had like this raspy, like, I like, like I was like that. And then <laughs> when I would do acoustic shows with my brother and a couple friends, I had to actually like sing and like harmonize. So like my friend Steven would be like, okay, we're going to do vocal warm-ups," And I'd be like, fuck you, buddy. Like, <laughs> that. like and he's like, no, right, right. you need to do this if you're going to sing with me on stage, you dick. I'm like, okay. Uh, so wow. and then so he like sat me down and he forced me to do it and you do realize that it helps and it opens up your throat and whatever i don't care but like it's, I, I get why people do it i know it's important whatever but like i like i said you so are you not a coffee drinker then no i hate coffee like i don't really i don't get it i don't understand it so my caffeine comes from the soda so well that's true you're getting caffeine yeah so i guess you are and there's and there is a little bit of uh, the sugar in hot cocoa i guess so you are getting a pep in the morning of something, <laughs> uh, which is good. Um, it's good though, because it just, it just makes you, it just turns you into an addict. Like I, I've, I'm so reliant on caffeine that I, I was double fisting caffeine today. I was drinking a giant mug of hot coffee and I went to the, I went to the coffee shop in my school and I got um, this, this seltzer bubbly, love bubbly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They, they make one now called bubbly bounce, which has 37 Ooh. grams of 37 milligrams of caffeine inside of it. A cup of coffee has like 200. So like that's, it's like nothing. Yeah. Uh, it, I was drinking that while also drinking my coffee and I'm like, this is not okay. I'm like, this is, something's going to happen to my heart. Like <laughs> I've tried to slow down so many times. And so I'll go like a couple days without drinking coffee. And I'm like the worst version of myself that I could ever imagine. I am a nasty human being. And I don't mean like, and like worse than when I quit smoking. Like, and when I quit smoking, I was irritable. I was not a nice, oh, okay. not a nice boy after I quit smoking for a little bit. Um, Why I don't smoked. you do like micro doses of coffee? <laughs> I just heard, sorry, I blacked out when you said micro dose. I was like, yeah, no, I, could, <laughs> I was like, I could do that. Yeah, coffee, totally. of course. I'm going to show up. I'm going to show a trip and a work. Be like, hey, Peb says, cool, man. It's fine. Who's Peb's? That little goblin over there? She encouraged it. Yeah. 
no, I, uh, I, I think, I think scaling back is, is, is the best, is the best way. Like you were suggesting kind of like just shots of little caffeine, but the problem is I've become so attuned to like, like when my wife and I make it, we don't even drink drip regular coffee. We buy the brick of cafe Bustello, which is espresso. And we brew that in like a fucking like eight cup, like coffee pot. And we pour, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. We pour 16 ounces of it. Like that's what we drink in the morning. So like, yeah, it's, it's not like a normal cup of coffee, like, like regular pot coffee just tastes like hot water to me now which is horrible, but uh, it's probably good that you're not a coffee drinker because it turns you into an addict. And uh, I heard that's like a lot of people like spend just so much money on it. And I just didn't want, I don't know. I just didn't have the money either. So I'm like, Coca-Cola is so cheap. It is. It is. And it looks cooler. Glass bottles. Come on. Can't beat that. Can't beat that with a stick. All about uh, looking cool. Seriously. Are you kidding me? If you were drinking a regular Coke, like out of a plastic bottle, I'd be like, well, all right, whatever. She's drinking a Coke, I guess. <laughs> like you pulling out the Coca-Cola. Like that's the difference. Right, right. Like, somebody pulls out the plastic bottle, you're like, oh, cool. She's got a Coke. But you pull out the glass bottle. What does everyone say? It's like, that's a Coca-Cola. I'm like, oh, okay. You know? Get the pinky out. Like, you're so like Coca-Cola. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. So is there another soda that you – well, all right. Let me put it this way. So McDonald's is your favorite fast food, favorite food, right, probably in general. Do you have another favorite place for something specific? Like, is it like, like I'm a huge fan of the McDonald's fries because they're the best, right? They're just, they're amazing. They're shoestring fries. They're crispy. Like, right. Never soggy. Love it. They're salted like perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you go to other places like Wendy's. You're like, what the fuck is this? Like, you know, it's horrible. So I will say that this is my wife's favorite too. Sonic, if you've ever been to Sonic or not, has yeah. my favorite fountain sodas because they use crushed ice. Oh, they use like, like crumbled crushed okay. ice and having a yep. mountain soda in that it's cool. It's like your straws, like just swimming in it. And like, oh my God. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's so great. So like, I don't know. Do you have something like that where you're like, I love McDonald's. Don't get me wrong, but secretly, you know, hmm. something else or no. I'll like kick myself like tomorrow and be like, damn it. Why didn't I think of something? That's all right. I love putting like the maybe the frosty. Cause like McFlurry, you know, is like whatever like that's fine i guess i like i like a mcflurry but like a frosty is like it hits different right it does it just hits different i mean mcflurries are fine mm-hmm. i also it took me years to realize that the spoon of the mcflurry is meant yes. to jam into the fucking machine yeah and have it spin which everyone was like how did you not know that i'm like what kind of a psychopath would take the spoon and be like here let me jam this into this piece of machinery and see and see if it if it someone like, told me that they thought it was like a straw and i mean i guess it could be but that to me is barbaric that's insane that's like uh, yeah no, straw? You, you're gonna get that spoon on the bottom and then go and fucking suck it up through that no have you seen the ends of those spoons like that's insane. right and that too i'm like no. i'm not putting my mouth on that. no it's like you're at the dentist you're trying to like maneuver around it while you're like trying to sip it no no i don't know i just uh i i've i've got as i've gotten older i would have thought that I would get more snobby about stuff like that. Like my cat, I'm sorry. Um, uh, I, I thought as I got older, I would get more snobby about stuff like that. And what I'm realizing is that as I got closer to like our age, I started giving a shit less and less about, about like those, 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 those preconceived notions of like what's good, right? Or what's like authentic right. or like, especially authentic. Like I fucking hate when people say that. Um, Cause I'm, I just, I, you should be able to cook whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want. That's my thing is like cook anything you want, right? Yeah. Should certain people, they should educate themselves on maybe where something came from. If you want to get like an appreciation for it. Yeah. Um, 
but also cook whatever the hell you want. You know, I mean, like right. I hated the term like fusion because everything is fucking fusion. You right. Know, you think Italian right. food that we eat here, you think your chicken franchise is the same that it really is. No, <laughs> right. these, are, these are like right. Americanized, <laughs> you know, dishes like chicken parm didn't really exist in Italy. My God. You know, and like, <laughs> like what? Yeah. <laughs> but then somebody, I was talking to somebody and they were like, well, you know, Italians and I'm Italian. So you would have thought I would side with him, but he was like, well, you know, Italians like invented pizza. I'm like, well, they invented, like, pizza, yeah. But, like, did they invent putting shit on top of bread? No, they didn't invent that. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm there to, like, I'm pretty sure there's other cultures that were just like, mm, let me season or put something on this bread so it doesn't taste like shit. Right, right, right. Like, so I don't think they invented that. No, I think they were just the first ones who were like, San Marzano Tomatoes, what is these? You know, and there's, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, are, are you a fan of, like, pizza? Like, pizza pizza or no? Like, Just cheese. Just cheese pizza. All right, you're not into the whole, uh, you're not into the weird pizza stuff. Dude, I can't even, like I said, I can't eat pepperoni pizza. I'm just, I don't know. I'm like well, that person at the party and everyone's like, does anybody care what pizza we get? And I'm always like, please make sure there's cheese. Right. <laughs> like, I'm but panicking to, to <laughs> that they're going to get one box. To be fair to you, though. All right. To be fair to you. If I was at a party and I requested just a slice or at least half of cheese pizza and somebody was like, I'm not ordering fucking cheese pizza. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'd be I'd like, be where like, am I? I'd be like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Relax. <laughs> like, it's just, like, it's like, I'm asking for the normal thing. You're the one, right. putting, you know, right. but I mean, I, I, all right, to, to, um, advocate for you since you do it for everybody else. Um, I will say that I have gotten very specific about my pepperoni as the years have gone on. I used to not care. Right. My parents yeah. used to force feed me turkey pepperoni. I didn't even know what it was. And then I got older and had real pepperoni and I was like, you dicks. I was, like, I was like, you were hiding this from me the whole time. But as I've gotten older, I have gotten very specific about when I get a pepperoni pizza because if they're not like the Roni cups, you know, like the really well-cooked, crispy Roni Okay, cups, yep, I, I, yep. No bueno. Like those ones that are just thrown on and you, they're yeah. like little fucking discs that you can throw <laughs> to the wall. What no. do you mean? That's not what they're supposed to look like. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, so I started doing that at home because I was like, how can I recreate that the way that I want? And the trick that I learned, and if you ever try to venture and make pizza, you should do this. Go and buy just the boar's head pepperoni, right? The straight up OG vacuum sealed boar's head pepperoni and just slice it yourself into circles. And you put that, it doesn't have those anti-caking agent things that the regular pre-sliced pepperoni has. Okay. So it curls up into a cup. That's mm. why if you see the pizza places that have those nice little roni cups, that's usually better quality pepperoni. Gotcha. One, that the ovens were hot enough. And two, much like pre-shredded cheese, you ever notice, like, if you ever use, like, pre-shredded cheese for, like, nachos or, like, whatever, it doesn't always <laughs> melt the way that you want it to melt. And okay. Because they have a lot of, like, anti-caking agents and stuff in there to preserve them. Huh. Um, that's why I, I – that started freaking me out. So, like, for the past year, we've only been buying, like, blocks of cheese, even if I'm making, like, tacos or whatever. And I'll yeah. shred, shred it myself. Because huh. I have a box grater. It takes me two seconds. I don't care. I just yeah. those bags of pre-shredded cheese have a lot of shit in there that prevents them from melting. That was unnecessary to the show, but regardless. No, no, I learned <laughs> something. If anything, I'm probably taking that away from this, and I'm now shredding my own mozzarella. <laughs> so I have to ask, if, if not radio, right, if that was no longer an option, if, if somebody, I won't say came on the radio, if somebody came on the TV and was like, hey, guess what, people? No more radio. We just took, we did away with it. That's it. Uh, only podcasts and streaming stuff now. Um, I guess that's not fair because you host the podcast. All right, so non-exclusively <laughs> non audio platforms. Yeah. Outside of that. Yeah. Not radio or podcasting, what? Like, what would you really actually do or want to do 
if you didn't want to do radio? Like, what would be, like, I'm talking, this could be fantasy. It could be anything. Or yeah. Be like- it's, no, it's funny that you're asking me this because I've actually like thought to myself like in a different alternate universe because I'm super happy with where I am and like right, what I'm exactly. doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that goes without saying. Right. Um, but like what, what could I have done? And if I could go back way back and like talk to my college self, I would be super curious to see if I could execute being an actual like DJ. Really? Like an actual, like, like a real DJ. Like I love being on stage, but I would love to, and I've never even been to one of those like type of concerts where like the guys like pressing the buttons on the thing. Oh, yeah. But I think I would be really good at like hyping the crowd and like jumping along with everybody. And, like, I'll give you that. Yeah. You have a very good energy level. So you could probably <laughs> do that really well. I love those like electro outfits that the girls wear and the oh, pigtails. Yeah. Like I would be there doing that. I would uh, yeah, I would have loved to, but like I was so in my youth, like very reserved and um, I wouldn't allow myself to kind of, you know, go crazy or do those sorts of things. So that right. wasn't my culture and my environment, right. but like now that's something I'm interested in, but like as a 30, I'm going to be 30 this year. It's like, it just feels like, I, I don't know. I've aged out of it. I'm sure I can still go and enjoy it, but like how am I going to be like a worldwide DJ at this point in my life? I don't know. If that's yeah. Possible. I mean, it's, it's possible. If, if it is possible, TikTok is probably the way. Um, I mean, but- right. And there's, I never see like a ton of female DJs who actually are like spinning and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I admire when I see other women doing that, I'm like, girl, you yeah. are doing something for us. Yeah. Women. Yeah. Like you're like really elevating us to be like, right. Oh, look at her. Right. Like, that's cool. Like me, I'm on the radio, but like, look at you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> I've, I've yeah. never, I've never subscribed to like separating any kind of genders into what I mean, only because like I, through experience, especially recently, the one chef that's taught me more than like anything is a woman. She's fucking awesome. She's badass. She's crazy. Like she's as psycho as I am, which is amazing. Like she's got 15 years of kitchen experience. She's crazier than I am. So like I I I, I love that when I see people like killing it like that in, in fields that are very heavily, you know, dominant. Right. Like she's told me stories. Even in the music business, in the food business, in the film business, especially. I was a film student. So like all those fields, you know, it's nice when you see not the norm or what right. people have considered to be the norm in society. Uh, you know, to me, I just, it's, it's a huge relief because it's like, yeah, this is, this is what it is, man. It's humans. We're supposed to be just humans chilling like with each right. other, not fucking, you know, anyway. Um, but yeah, so that's why, that's why like animals and like ants, like they got it right. They don't see, they just, they, they just go nuts. They'll mate with anybody. They'll find anything. <laughs> There's like, they just, they don't care. Right. They're just, they're like, imagine, you know, not, done, you know, everyone should just be a Ken doll. That's it. Um, (laughs) but not everybody has that like sort of perspective and like can't even withstand having like men are men and women are women and it's still like 2022 and I don't know I'm still trying to undo some of what I was unintentionally taught as a little girl and that competing with other women is what the goal is right and that so I'm trying to consistently like I know that's not what a lot of women now experience, but anybody who might have like experienced what I was, I remember going to the mall specifically multiple times and being like that bitch because she wore a cuter <laughs> outfit. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, wh- yeah. what? Like, that's not what should be running through a thirteen-year-old girl's head, like at all. So I uh, now that I'm older, I feel like I should like go back and like tell m- my younger self that. So that's another see, reason. That's good for, because like, like you, our our generation is 
coming to terms with that, I think, within the last, like, five-ish years, a lot of us, because we're starting to, like, un like you said, we're starting to unteach ourselves all these things that we inadvertently were kind of taught. And the younger generation, like the fucking, the Gen Z kids, they already, yeah. they're, in, they're, they're done. They're like 17 <laughs> and they're like blowing past me. I'm like, right. like, like, have you ever like duh, yeah, why like, don't you get that? Something <laughs> like, happened. Like, have you ever talked to these kids? They're fucking hilarious. Like, have you seen yeah. TikTok? They're nuts. Yeah. Like, so, <laughs> yeah. like, I think that they are a much more enlightened uh, group over there. But um, I, uh, I, I don't know. I think our age group is just now starting to kind of evolve ourselves a little bit more within the more recent kind of history which is great because then it'll give us a chance if there's ever younger generations of us to be like you know yeah, you know whatever so but i don't know i mean like you said i even if i think we got, we got surrounded by a lot of just what was considered to be society norms growing up and it was because the generation that was teaching us though that was their society norms you know I right mean, i try to i tried to also always re remind myself like whenever i've been talking to like my, my dad about something right he was born four years after World War II ended. So, like, I try to remind myself of that as often as I can, and yeah. him, just to make him feel bad about himself. But I, <laughs> like, just to, just, like, I don't know. Um, but no, like, I, I try to remind myself of that, that everyone is born within their own time. And it's really, like, like going back, circling back to what you kind of affirm on your show all the time, it's really up to you to kind of advance yourself kind of forward. And you do that through kind of, assuring yourself that yes this is the right thing this is what i need to do like i am enough like i'm okay like that's cool and you know you're getting one of the most negative people in the world to say this so this is you should you should you should consider yourself pretty lucky madam this is good this is uh, you have no idea how happy you're making me when saying all this stuff because that's true. literally the intent of the talk so it's it's the fact it, that it landed i love listening to your show at night too because it's like that's usually when i listen to my podcast and if I see there's a new pep talks, I'll like listen to it. And they're always like, it's like 30 minute bangers. You know what I mean? It's like, boom, it's like out. I love it. Yeah. Like it's not drawn out like my fucking show. It is like, it, <laughs> no, is, no. it is exactly what it needs to be. And like, I'm doing dishes usually. And I got my AirPods in. So I'm just like rocking back and forth doing the dishes and stuff. And it's like, it's good. You know, it, it gives me like a good energy, you know, at like 1030 at night. And then I'm up until one in the morning, like, da, 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 you know. Um, so. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. That seriously, like, really makes my night. That's fine. And uh, guys, just so anyone watching, listening, anything like that, uh, I'm going to be putting all of Alyssa's links for everything, her Instagram, the show, anything else you want to send me, uh, I'm going to put it in the description. I'm going to put it in the Instagram post. I'm going to put it in my link tree. There's going to be links directly to her show. It's going to be great. Uh, Sweet. going to have a hoot. It's going to be a ball. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right. So... I'm trying to think. All right. So one thing that you've never tried ever. And I know that there's a lot that a lot of us haven't tried. There's a lot of that's a, that's an endless mm. list for all of us. But one thing that you know of that you've always maybe been on the fence about where you're like, I want to like that, but I'm afraid to try it because I'm afraid that I'll hate it. Is there anything that's in that realm? <sighs> because this is a new category that I'm realizing exists for people where it's like, you like the idea of something, right? I'm like Barbara Streisand. Like, you're not in love with me. You're in love with me. I love with the idea of me, right? Like, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's like you have the idea of this dish or this food or something like that, or a drink. It could be anything like that, an ingredient, whatever. But you're almost too, not scared, but you're too hesitant to try it because you're like, what if I fucking hate it? And then it's like this huge disappointment. Like, I have that with like a lot of stuff. That yeah. I really like want to love. And I'm like, I don't want to try that recipe because if I fuck it up, and I'm never going to want to cook that's, again. Like, that's how I am, where I'm like, if I make something and I fuck it up, it takes a lot for me to be like, really? oh, I can do that again. Yeah, because I, 
I'm not the best chef in the world, okay? But I know that I'm an above average cook, you know, considered like as far as like home cooks go. And yeah. so when I fuck up, it like I've gotten a little bit more hard on myself now. And so okay. especially with stuff that I'm a little hesitant to try, I'd be like, I know that if I do that and I fuck up, I'm never going to cook it again. So I don't know. I'm just curious. Is, is, yeah, no, that's daunting. Like, like if is that... there anything, is there anything <clears throat> in your realm of culinary yeah. uh, wisdom that uh, exists like that? Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to do it though. It's going to happen. Okay. I really, really have this goal and I've been thinking about it for a few years now, but the panic pandemic kind of has delayed it a little bit i want to reach five countries by the time i'm 35 oh shit okay and i'm turning 30 this year so i gotta really get going on this <laughs> well i mean but, you can bang out mexico and canada like boom boom that's like you know bam bam right there so i'm trying not to take like an an easy route to it oh okay like, you want to really I, okay i really want to see if i can do it because i watch other people do it and i'm like listen i can't i so the money thing obviously like i gotta oh, figure yeah. out like that yeah. that's not cheap <laughs> no. and then another thing this scares the shit out of me because i get when i travel uh further away from my house than like a four-hour radius i would say i my stomach starts acting funky and like i get not like anxious stomach but like i'm not hungry but i am like i've been like crying in bathrooms before because like i can't force myself to eat food and i, I don't know what it is right. and it's really frustrating for me so to travel to five different countries is like um, it scares me, it, I'll, like in a, a major way, because what, what do you do if you can't eat food and you're in a different country and then you can't communicate with the people? So I'm like really, really stressed about that, but I, it needs to happen. I need to do it. So I figured if I can pick countries that, you know, I can wrap my mind around and like maybe like European countries. European first. countries would be good. Maybe before European countries. Well, I guess this is technically not really a European country. I would suggest starting with uh, Iceland. Yeah. Because Iceland, you can take a red eye, get on a plane at night, and by the time the sun comes up, you're there. You know, it's not this long, drawn-out process. Like, whatever. Okay. Uh, Reykjavik, from what I've – from what I've, uh, I have a lot of friends that have been there. Everybody speaks English for the most part. So it's a nice oh. kind of, like, icebreaker. Although they also told me that when we went to Paris on our honeymoon, and that wasn't fucking true. So, um, <laughs> um, like, like uh, that's not true. Like, a lot of people in Paris – you should absolutely go to France, by the way. So, like, a lot of people in France um, do speak English. And what I would suggest, though, is learn, like, a few phrases in French and try to speak French. Try, yeah. And I think that goes a long way, right? Well, yeah, one of two things is going to happen. I, if you get good like me, they're going to think in the, from the first sentence that you speak French, where I'm like, you know, bonjour, monsieur, comment ça va, ça va bien? And they're like, oh, bonjour, that's it. And then they just go off. And, I'm, and then after that, I have to turn to the stupid white tourist where I'm just like, actually, um, can you just say, <laughs> yeah, you know. right, right. But then the other side of it was I would do that, and some people would hear it, and they would respond in English. <laughs> Where like I'd be like, "Bonjour, Monsieur, comment ça va?" They're like, "I'm doing fine. How are you doing?" You know, that was that's that was funny experience. But so huh. France is France is on there. But I would suggest Iceland because the stuff that's there, like the Blue Lagoon and like the nature, like it's just, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. It's huh. a fucking. It's like a Viking country. Is it cold? I heard it's cold. Sometimes. I mean, if you go in the summer, it's beautiful. Okay, I would have um, to. Yeah, I'll plan yeah. around that then. <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, yeah, definitely look up where where to go. Um. Yeah, I'm not going to send you to fucking, like, Canada in, like, January. Oh, my God. Well, I, and um, I was thinking, like, some of the, like, islands that are not, like, obscure, but, like, I, I learned about, like, off of Portugal. They own these, like, weird oh, yeah. islands. Oh, yeah. 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 Every, what are they called? Are, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, one of them is, uh, one of them is a little crazy. But, uh, yeah, they um, – But I would – how cool of a vacation would that be? Like, that it's be not, like – awesome. 
super touristy, but it would be touristy because it's a weird spot. Oh my God. I don't know. I have, I have the perfect place for you. What? Okay. It's a separate country. It's not part of the U.S. What? And it is only like right off the coast of the Carolinas. Bermuda. Bermuda okay. is – now, Bermuda is not what you think. A lot of people hear Bermuda because of that stupid Beach Boys song, and they're just like, ooh, hula skirts. Like, no, it's not how it is. Um, Bermuda, Bahama, come on. Yeah. Mom. Yeah, no, it's not like that. Bermuda <laughs> is very, very tiny. Very, very tiny. And if you stay in the, in the main, like, um, was it St. Thomas, I think is the main one, something like that. It's – a lot of the streets are still cobblestone, and there's a lot cool. of, like, dive bars. And the Bermuda accent is close to, like, South African a little bit. So it's like, I was very thrown off, right? I went with my cousin Max in like like 2010 and we got there and there's this massive dude who works at the bar looking down at me and I'm expecting like this, like, you know, island accent. I don't know what I was expecting, something. And he was just like, hello, gents, how you doing? Can I help you out today? (laughs) I'm like, like, what is that, man? That's weird. But Bermuda is, it's a foreign country and it's mainly like resorts and stuff, but it's a mix of like, there's like, underground like ships like abandoned like pirate ships that you can scuba and look at and a lot of the restaurants are still around these beautiful cobblestone streets like there's winston churchill cigar shops like it's a very cool place it's very easy to get to by playing because it's literally right off the carolinas like it's right here and that would maybe would go be a good icebreaker to kind of start there a little bit okay um as far as like other countries and you're worried with food yeah um like if they don't have a mcdonald's like that's my like Last resort go to. First of all, (laughs) (laughs) every place has a McDonald's, so you don't have to worry about that. Okay. Uh, Literally. Um, (laughs) But also, if you wanted to break into a little local fair and you're like, but I don't want to insult anybody, I don't want whatever, you know, I would say don't be afraid to have a bad meal. Don't be, don't go in there expecting, and this is Anthony Bourdain used to say this all the time, is, you know, eat you know, the cold soup that came out from the kitchen. Like, don't be afraid to order something you've never had before. Like, go and just ask somebody who's local, what, you know, what should I order here? Like, what do you eat here? Because you're going to have bad meals. It's going to happen. But, like, Mm -hmm. all that would be is, you know, a little bit of a stomach ache and then a learning experience, basically. But don't let that be the only reason that stops you from actually ordering something. Like, I have gotten meals that have been so bad, right? Like, so bad that I, I'm just angry. I'm eating it because I paid for it, right? So I'm just I'm shoveling it into my fucking gullet. But, I, like, don't be afraid to order a bad meal. And don't be afraid to say to people, I've never eaten here. I'm new. You know, what should I get? You know, you're, yeah. you're, you're a communication guru. You talk better than anyone I've ever heard. You're fine. So, like, just, you know, go up to somebody and be like, hi. You know, just like, you know. Like, you know <laughs> Maybe uh, the happy energy will yes. level that person out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because then they'll be like, oh, she seems like a nice person. I won't give her the <laughs> shitty answer, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, it's like, what do you want? Order the liver. Like, you know, um, uh. <laughs> so I would suggest that. And then I'm trying to think of, so I've been to France. I've been to Italy. Uh, I've been to Mexico. I've been to, what about like Japan? I've never been to Japan, but see, but those uh, flights are super long though too, though, right? Yeah. It's like 14 hours. I think something like that. 20 hours. And New Zealand. That's bucket list for me. I got to go to New Zealand. At some New Zealand point. is great. New Zealand is annoying. The, the one thing who said this, I think Louis Black used to talk about this. He was like, what he hated about New Zealand was that it was a 22 hour flight. You get off the plane and then everyone's speaking English. And it's like the most frustrating thing. He's like, have the decency to speak another language when I got off the plane after sitting there for 22 hours. It's like, I just made a fucking circle, you know, but um, New Zealand is beautiful. And Australia is beautiful. Outside of the fact that Australia has, like, the most amount of things that can kill you. Right. Um, I always hear that, yes. Like, 
that's why like we we love the idea of australia but my wife has like actual arachnophobia so oh, okay yeah then i'm like no it's the same thing like with arizona right. like i would love to move to arizona where it doesn't snow but you trade snow with like scorpions and tarantulas so it's like which yeah one, you know which one <laughs> which one you really want to you know yeah true um so i don't know but i i'm i, I definitely france and don't be afraid to explore outside of paris like one of oh the- yeah no me and my husband we hate like touristy like spots That's, like yeah. or main cities like we right. have to go out which we did i mean we stayed i don't know less than a mile from notre dame so we were in the middle of paris oh okay but we also went to the outskirts we went to this beautiful little neighborhood in the like a mile and a half outside of the center of paris called montmartre and montmartre is like where jim morrison's grave is and there's all these all these amazing coffee shops these cobblestone roads it's very hilly like from certain places you can stand on a hill and look at the entire city of paris because it's very oh, low there's no like skyscrapers in paris so you can see everything um we took a trip on a train and went about an hour outside of paris and we went to disneyland paris which was awesome because the, ca- the castle was like pink which i didn't know ah. uh, so that was that was pretty dope um, and if you ever want to, while you're there, you can also get on a train, go under the English Channel, and be in London in like two hours. Oh, yeah. So I don't be. I'm not one of those. Like we did all the touristy shit, and I've never walked so many steps in my entire life. Uh, like we saw, we saw everything. We saw the Louvre. We saw Versailles. Like we saw the Mona Lisa. You know, whatever. Mona Lisa, by the way, totally underwhelming. Like it yeah, is like it right? is like 16 <laughs> inches that. long. I'm expecting this fucking Renaissance. Yeah. No, it is literally the size of my, my high school <laughs> portrait was bigger than that. That's like, biggest it can fit right here. Literally it would, it, you would, you would block the Mona Lisa. That's how tiny it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say France. Um, if you do go to Mexico, I would stay away from like the party cities, right? What I would suggest is go to Mexico city, but there's a specific place in Mexico city an area that almost looks like France. And it's called Roma Norte. I have a friend that lives there. She's from LA and she moved there and then she just stayed. Like it's so oh, wow. nice that she literally moved to Mexico City. She was like, I'm not leaving. And wow. the area of that in Mexico City looks like Paris. The food is insane. They have fried mm-hmm. chicken, they have burgers, they have incredible stuff they're doing down there with food. So also if you're picking a country, don't be afraid to, like you said, not stay in the main touristy area, kind of venture out a little bit, you know? Yeah. One of my biggest places that I really want to go to is Scotland because we found out recently through um, Ancestry that my wife is mainly Scottish. Um, so I wanted to go to Scotland and like, I, you know, I'll go to Glasgow, like whatever, that's fine. And Edinburgh, but those are not like city cities. Like you go to Edinburgh and there are like these beautiful castles that have been there since like the fucking, you know, 1400s. And like, it's like cobblestone right. roads. And like, so you are in another world, you know? Also, I've had a serious obsession with the Loch Ness Monster since I was like nine. So, <laughs> yeah. like, who like, doesn't, man? Don't feel bad about that for I, a second. <laughs> no, I had no idea. And you know, he lives. Her, Nessie lives. Ne- you better fucking believe Nessie lives. Don't even get me started. <laughs> I will. I said I was like I would be perfectly happy buying a two or three bedroom grass rooftop cottage outside of Inverness, right along the Loch Ness, and just dedicate my life to proving that that fucking thing is real. I swear yeah. to God. So yeah. much so that I gave my wife a reason to go to Scotland. She turned 30 a few weeks ago, <laughs> I, and I made her officially, legally, I made her a lady of Scotland. I purchased wow. one square foot of land, <laughs> put it in perfect. her name on a nature preserve, and she got an actual like certificate saying hey. <laughs> that legally she has to be addressed as 
Lady Glencoe, Lady Buisson of Glencoe. Like that's, she's legally a lady in Scotland. So now we have to go. Beautiful. But (laughs) I would say if you're going to travel to countries like that, don't be afraid to interact. That's, I think, people's biggest problem is they go there, they have their itinerary, they got their map, they shove their face on their map. Like, this is what I'm doing. I'm like, why don't you, like, take your head up and, like, talk to somebody and say, what's the best place to eat around here? That. Yeah. Because you never know. Like, people weren't meant to discover ramen like they did. Like, like, ramen joints in Japan were these tiny, tiny, tiny little hole-in-the-wall places that were just common everywhere, right? And then the big boom came here, especially – you know, pe- people like Ivan Orkin, who was this tiny little Jewish kid from, from Long Island, moved to Japan for like 30 years, and he had one of the top ramen places in Japan, like in Tokyo. Like hmm. he, was, he was on Japanese news, this tiny little white dude with glasses, like, yeah, how you doing? Like, you know, like literally, you know, like he got married to a Japanese woman, like they had kids, like he's, he like embedded into the culture. You don't even have to do that, you know? I mean, like when Momofuku, which is in the city, I don't know if you've never heard of Momofuku, but uh, um, uh, David Chang, the popular chef, he brought momofuku noodles here because he lived in Japan for like eight months or a year. And he was like, these ramen places are these tiny little holes in the walls, but it's the best fucking food that like exists. And it's simple. And they're just noodles and like amazing broth. And like, it's like, so like, don't always anticipate that like whatever is like on an itinerary, like the top 10 places to eat. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. That would be my suggestion for that. I mean, do you have one place that you really, I know you want to hit five countries in like five years and I won't keep you that much longer because I know it's uh, it's getting it's getting a little over the time but do you have a place that you like is above all else like a place that you since you were like little you were like I need to go to this place mm. at some point in my life the my like recent fascination I follow especially this one person um he, you might be familiar with slow jams on the radio on like Sunday nights like a syndicated radio show yeah, and this yeah. guy R Dub who hosts it he also is a legitimate human being who <laughs> travels and he's reached so, yeah. almost every country almost every single country really? like he has a few more to check off but I, he does like blogs and they're so fascinating and interesting because he's a radio person too like me I feel like I have like something in common and I've been watching what he does and I'm like he makes it seem so tangible. And so I want to do that too. And this has started kind of recent for me, but like that New Zealand thing is like really, but it's something I have to work up to because mentally it seems like a really large challenge. Cause like you said, the flight is so long and I've never been on a flight longer than four hours and my stomach started feeling not so good then. So I'm not there yet, but (laughs) it's rough being on a plane for that long. I mean, I think the longest I've ever been on a plane, probably to France. I mean, it was like seven hours. And that, that was, that was rough, but I don't know. That's what, when people like friends of mine have traveled and they'll do those like connecting flights and they'll be traveling for a total of like 20 hours. Yeah. I, that I can't do that. Like, I'm sorry. Like I, I want to go everywhere in the world. Like you said, right. You know, one thing you may want to consider too, now that I'm thinking about this is the Balkans. Like, where is that? Like, um, you know, uh, you know, um, not Bavaria, the fuck, oh my God, um, uh, the former Yugoslavia, I think it's like the, you know, uh, Slovenia, I think it's called, like there are these beautiful like Balkan, like Eastern European countries, right? Like, okay. like Poland and stuff. And they're so close to one another that when you fly there and you're just set, you can literally book like a, it's, they used to have it, it's called like the big Balkan road trip. And you take this train and you go through like 10 countries and like 14 Oh, days. wow. Yeah, and it does not cost a lot because you're staying in like hostels and it's very cheap. And you see the countries in like, like that. 
And so, you know, you also have the availability to go to other places when you travel. And a lot of people don't do that because like you said, there's this hesitation. I think there's this, you know, minor fear where it's like, you go there, you travel, that's it. Right. Right. But like if I go back to Paris or back to France, like I'm going to go to London while I'm there because I'm two hours away, you know, or like if I was in Scotland, like I would take a train, I would go to London. I'm on the same fucking strip of land. Like obviously I would go. Yeah. To, you know? So yeah. I think that would also be something maybe you should consider. It's kind of hard with New Zealand because it's, you know, an island. Right, yeah. That will be a ways yeah. away. And I'm going to want to make sure too that I'm like a, tr- like a seasoned traveler. So that way when I do go to New Zealand, I can like really not is just there, be such a beginner at it. Is there like a, is there a specific reason? Was it just the nature and like the scenery? No, I, is it, it like? I seriously, I saw pictures and I was like, that looks like somewhere love, I would right? have yeah. want to be born. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, that's, it's one of the most breathtaking looking places that I've like ever seen. I mean, that's like, that's when I was, I'm a huge fan of Lord of the Rings, like way too big of a fan. Okay. Of yep. And that whole series, the first three movies were shot in New Zealand. Right. And so I remember seeing all that. And I remember thinking when I was a kid, cause it came out when I was like 11. And I remember even saying to my dad, like, where, how did they make that? And he's like, they didn't make that. And I was like, where did they film me? He's like, I don't fucking know. Look it up. And so I remember flipping like the DVD to the back and like looking. And I remember seeing that it was shot in New Zealand. And then I looked up like what New Zealand looked like. And I was like, oh my God. Right. It is absolutely breathtaking. And so like the fact yeah. that I'm kind of on the top of your list, not, not shocking or surprising whatsoever. Well, and it's less intimidating too. Cause I, I the, again, the people speak English mainly, you know, and it, I don't know. I feel like maybe I could blend in a little bit too. It's, yeah. I've been taught ever since I was like little, like you're a girl with blonde hair and blue eyes. Like you need to be afraid of a lot of things or you need to be like hesitant. And so with this traveling, like now in my adulthood, like I'm really trying to like not shake that because you obviously have to be safe and like make sure that's your top priority. Right. But like, I'm just trying to allow myself to you know, actually not, enjoy not life those, more right. than being scared. Not have those restrictions that were right. embedded in you from like, you know, age six, <laughs> basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, and I think that's the, that's the right way to go about it. So, so, all right, as we start to, um, I don't want to say decline. That's a negative word. Um, as we start to, as we start to, <laughs> okay, walk, bye. Yeah, imagine I'm like, and I just stopped the recording. Um, so where do you want pep talks to be in like, a year like are you at a place now where you're like this is what i want it to be this is the evolution i was trying to get to or are you still envisioning more development with it like do you still yeah in a different direction with it like and you don't have to say what it is i'm just curious if it's like this ever-changing idea or if it's like you found your groove you know what works like that's it uh so like right now i'm actually like the reason why the wall behind me is so plain and white is because i'm redesigning like the studio that i'm inside right now okay and i'm kind of like redoing it so that way if you come on my podcast and want to travel out to eastern connecticut you can actually like sit across from my okay. desk at the chair i'm gesturing at that you can't see that's but, true. yeah well <laughs> but I'll i'm gonna what, get if i ever do go to eastern connecticut you'll be the person that i contact yes. hey I think, definitely I, I think i now know one person in eastern connecticut so that's yeah good. <laughs> so that's good but I'm going to get um, another mic set up in here too. And so I want to be able to like have, you know, my, myself so completely self-sufficient right here in my own home studio. I already am, but like, you know, take it to the next level and right. continue to grow. And I told myself my goal of the podcast is just keep doing it as long as I want to. And as long as I feel like what I'm producing is like, it, it, that it's good and it can like affect somebody in a positive way. Because the second that I don't want to do it anymore is the second that no one's going to want to listen to it. So, yeah, but I mean, not, you have to kind of be a little bit 
self-involved like that when it comes to your podcast because it's your podcast and like the reason that people listen is because of you <laughs> like it's not you know people don't listen because they're like her audio quality it's great like that's a, <laughs> that's a great bonus right like I can hear this is the mic that you record with I can tell just from yeah, yeah. but like um that's not why people listen they don't listen for like that they listen because of you you know you're the reason that people listen so you kind of have to be like that and I think part of what I'm learning and even, even through your like, you know, self positivity and affirmations and all that stuff, it's like, it's okay to also amplify you and amplify yourself. Right. It's okay to, you know, agree that this is the direction that you need to go in. Like, I think a lot of us have been conditioned to think so much about other people all the time Yeah, that we don't always apply everything we need to do to ourselves. Right. And that can be good and bad. You know, it's good because you don't trip old ladies in the supermarket, right? Or, like, it's good because you tend not to cut people off if you don't have to. Right. Um, but um, uh, I don't know. Some of you Connecticut drivers, though. Maybe it's just the Western, <laughs> maybe it's just the Western Connecticut drivers. Let's but just play them, Massachusetts, okay? There you go. There we go. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, the things I've said on 684, horrible. Um, but regardless, I think that it's, it's good and bad because it's, it's taught us how to accept other people and like allow other people into our lives. Like there's a multitude of reasons why somebody like me could easily say like, yeah, I listen to a show, but like I have no reason to bring this person on my show, whatever, right? Like I could easily say, well, I work in food. She doesn't work in radio. Yeah. Like I can yeah. easily pull that bullshit. But that's not, that's not how you should be. You know, I mean, allowing yourself to open up a little bit and allowing other people into your life a little bit, that's the version of caring about other people, right? care about a way that maybe you could advance and you could learn from it. And that sounds a little selfish, but that's, that, that's fine. I think, I don't know. I think that's what everyone's doing. Yeah. I would hope we all need each other. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We don't like to admit it, but we kind of do. Um, also, I don't know about you, but like the more I collaborate with people, just the better it gets. Like the more people I bring on the show and talk to, like the better everything gets. I've never talked to somebody and been like, yikes, that was a bad experience. (laughs) Like I've never, even, even when I've talked to people, because I've had some episodes, not going to say who, because I love everybody that's been on the show. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I do. But I've had a few episodes even where you could even feel that like, it's just not, you know what I mean? Like, it's not there. Like, you're just, you're kind yeah. of, I don't want to say it's like pulling teeth. I've never had an episode like that where there's just like dead air. Like, I've never had that. Right. But um, that'd be funny. Um, you guys but, just staring at each other. <laughs> like, that'd be good. That'd be great. Um <laughs> I should do that as an episode. That should be my April 1st episode is just silence for like 45 minutes. And then at the last minute, just, just talk and yeah. just see who listened to it. And people hey. say, your episode didn't work. It's like, well, you're clearly not a fan. Ah. So that's it. That would be- you didn't fast forward enough. Yeah, exactly. But I think, I think the more I've collaborated with people, the better it's gotten. And so I think that for people like you, especially who are amplifying your own brand, right? And you, yourself, I mean, you are your own brand. That's kind of the beauty of it. Like I have this cooking brand that is me, but it's like a version of me, you know, that throws knives around a lot and like says the word daddy a lot and stuff like that. You know, (laughs) that's like, that's that like brand, whatever. But like you are like genuinely like, you know, you, that's like your brand. And it's like the more you amplify that and the more people that you allow into your life and your show and stuff to see that, it's just going to work out for you better. And so, you know, I know a lot of people who are creatives and who do similar things to what you and I do, but they are so cut off from everybody else because they have no interest 
and mm. collaborating or whatever. And you know what, if you are, if you work like that, I'm sure it, it works. But to me, that kind of puts like a cap, right? Yeah. Like, it is yes. possible. I'm, I'm curious to hear your quick thoughts on this after, but it is possible to me that you can have your own level of success and your own circles of where you want to go allow other people in for collaboration and use that to elevate yourself yeah not in a selfish way but just so you learn more and i don't know maybe maybe that's not, maybe the geniuses in the world are like oh wrong you know i don't know but i mean I don't know. what do you <laughs> No, I actually did a recent episode uh, like where about being like threatened and feeling like that someone's like taking stuff from me because, but at at the same time, like they say, if you heard something on radio, then it's already been said. Like, (laughs) it's fair enough. That people, (laughs) we always recycle like a lot of the same stuff. And then I was like thinking about it and I'm like, well, even if somebody is saying similar things or even repeating like verbatim what I'm trying to do, the way that I get it across and with my voice and with my personality and where I come from and my intent and my words and stuff, no one can do that like I can. And it's like, not to be narcissistic about it, but it's like, why is everyone always so worried about somebody else like trumping them? When it's in reality, you can only ever do as good as you can possibly do. And of course you should motivate and use like other people's, uh, you know, influence and stuff like that. But no one can, you can only do what you can do. So, exactly. And it's always going to be yours. That's the nice thing. Right. Like it's the same thing. I like to think of it like colors, right? You see my microphone is gold, right? Not, mm-hmm. not the flex, but mm-hmm. um, no, it's very nice. Yours is a beautiful bright pink, right? The way that I see that pink and the way that you see this gold, not the same as the way that you see that pink and I see this gold. Right. That's a confusing sentence, but you know what I'm trying no, to say. Like, I, I totally get it. And it, That's just science. It's like the way that our brains process these colors, people can generally agree. Like we can both agree that this is gold and that's pink, right? Right. But the way that our eyes actually process those colors yeah. is just individual to our brains. The mm-hmm. way that you put out, the way your voice sounds, the way that your episode is structured, the logo that you create, that's all always ever going to be you. Right. right. So like, I think- if people accepted that like a little bit more, it would kind of boost them a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, this is, this is always going to be me. Like I can always do it my way. Like, you know, so I don't know. I think, I think you're right. I think the whole threatened feeling is something that I definitely went through for a long time, especially when you're looking at all this content online and you listen to all these podcasts, you watch chefs for my stuff and you get threatened. You're just like, this is insane. What the fuck am I doing? Like, I'm not, I shouldn't be in this world. Like you get like all those thoughts start swimming around. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's just, um, it's incredible. So, all right. Uh, another, if you have another food question for me outside of uh, what I would cook for somebody who doesn't really know how to cook, uh, you can throw another one at me before we start to close out. Yeah. So actually it's so funny because I wanted to uh, mention this, whether either it is on the podcast or also this is perfect. I think that in the future, you and I should discuss how I can cook dinners for myself and my husband on a realistic level with food that I can find at the grocery store. <laughs> and that really takes 30 minutes. Do you know what I mean? Like how cool would it be if you and I could get together maybe like 
once a month and do this sort of thing where you could legitimately teach myself and other people like me who know nothing about food. I have garlic yeah. powder and salt and pepper all and olive need. oil. That's and you can, all you need. that is literally <laughs> all you need. That's fine. Seriously. <laughs> I would, I could learn so much. I've been trying to, I even subscribed and I'm so embarrassed. Like the New York times cooking. <laughs> I'm not even a good cooker, but I keep it on my phone to make myself feel like I'm like getting better or right. like could ob obtain something from the ingredients I'm reading. But I do, that's like how I cook my meals now because I'm so lost and no one ever really like taught me like no offense to my family or anything. No, it's like, we all just live busy that. lives. Yeah, but it's good that you have that because that's how people should be cooking because that, even if you're just following a recipe, right? You're gonna eventually learn that recipe. And eventually you're right. going to start putting your own little spins on it. You're not just going to stick right to it. You're going to be like, mm, no, like you're going to like add, like you're going to, you're going to be a little heavier with the garlic powder, you know, like there's things yeah. that you're going to do. And so first of all, yes, I would absolutely love to do that. We and should definitely want to do, do it on an episode. If you want to go, if you want to do it on the live, if you want to cap it at 30 minutes and we, and I could just oh, that would you, be sick. if I could tell you what to buy and then we could either walk it through and Aww. cook it with you, something like that, right on, like on Instagram live or something Let's like that. Let's discuss the details because that all sounds like it. Um, way easy and like I could actually again and my, not myself but a lot of people could learn just like from the very basics from yeah. a professional I ran a um I did a uh, there's this blogger in my county uh that hosted a guacamole cooking class that I ran uh for like 10 people and uh guacamole is not hard that's why I don't know it's, it's like it's very simple I don't know it's, it's just, scary no it's not you don't need the big fucking thing in the restaurant you're fine um it's, it's it literally fine I, I I was putting in ingredients that people were like that's not usually I do. I'm like shut up it's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm like, it's fine. Um, so yes, absolutely. I would, I would absolutely love to do that because I think that approach that you just mentioned, that's the beginning bridge for people to be like, oh, okay. Like that, that kind of phrase about food. Oh yeah. Okay. Like that's all that right. do because it's so like intimidating. You see it is. stupid chefs on like reels and TikToks doing these like incredible platings like, and they do this like whole process. No, like you there are so many easy hacks, even like with cooking bacon, you know, you, you know, the best way to cook bacon. No Easiest way in the oven, what? in the, the oven, oven. on okay. aluminum foil on a sheet pan, <laughs> right? you lay it flat. You put okay. it in for like 12 minutes at 400 and you leave it. Don't touch it. You take it out and it's the crispiest non messy bacon you've ever had in your life. So easy. Nice. That, that is literally it. I, we need to hear that. The people like myself, we need to know those things. I, are you, we both, my wife and I both work full-time jobs outside of all the food stuff that I do and anything that she, I know that is stuff that we both, and like, I, I, I can't come home and cook a two hour meal after I've worked right. like nine hours. No, I can't do that. So I have become all about like tonight I got home at like five thirty-five, and by five fifty-nine, we were eating homemade crunch wraps. Like from Taco Bell, like the Crunchwrap Supreme. Like we, yeah. were eating, you know, we were eating homemade Crunchwraps because they're that easy. Like, so there are things like that that I just think people are very intimidated by and they don't need to be at all. Yeah. Because it's and just, it's food. It's, you know, you can, you can, you, you're, how do I say this without getting weird and like kinky? Um, cause I used to, I used to, I used to say you're the Dom, but no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, so, um, <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, you are the master of your own domain, right? You yeah. are the, that also sounds that, God damn it. <laughs> I can do this. I can do this. Message received. There you go. You understand what I'm trying to say. Um, no, I think people forget that they're always in control no matter what. And you need to transfer that to the kitchen because if people had a little more confidence with that, it wouldn't be so hesitant. And also it's much like when you're growing up 
and like you when people grow up and they hit puberty and stuff like that you know don't watch porn and think that's what life is actually like like you know or if it is congratulations (laughs) great great for you you're having a great life but like it's along those lines where it's like you see something like that's you know you're going to be with for the rest of your life and it's like glamorized and it's like insane and you're just like what the fuck so like when you're like 13 you're like "Eh," like you know and I think food is similar to that where you grow up watching these cooking shows and you watch Paula Dean throw fucking half a stick right. something and then has a beautiful turkey. Like, you know, um, that's how she cooks. She throws butter in and, <laughs> and the turkey pops up. I think that if people approached it more along the lines of like, I'm going to rein this in and I'm going to make it my bitch, right? That's how you have to be with cooking. And I really, okay. really want to try to enforce that with people more because my, what I always say, if somebody like me can cook efficiently, and work in professional kitchens like I do, anybody can. I am the most uncoordinated person. I fell in acne before I came home tonight. Literally, I'm the most uncoordinated son of a bitch you ever met. <laughs> if somebody like me can make their way around a kitchen, literally anybody can. So whatever you want to do, whatever you have in mind, I'm, I'm in. I would love to do that. Would that. Fun, that would be fun. Definitely. Fun. We'll have to talk about that more. Um, I'm going to put everything in the descriptions, but do you have anything else you want to plug aside from your show? Do you want to tell people what's going on in your life? Anything you want to update people on aside from just the fact that they should absolutely listen to fucking pep talks? <laughs> um, you should believe in yourself and you should, it's all about you and be selfish. And, um, yeah, I don't think enough people do that. And I think you should focus on every day, just getting a little bit better in whatever way you can, whether it's cooking or whether it's, you know, just achieving your goal for that day or for that week or whatever it is, just like set yourself to something and achieve it. And you'll feel amazing about yourself. You should pat yourself on the back all the time. It's just any way that you can uh, inject positivity in your life. I'm all for it. So I will leave you with that. <laughs> that is definitely the most positive outro from a guest that I've ever had in my entire <laughs> life. That's, I mean, I think I've even had people be like, nothing matters. The world is ending. Who like, <laughs> I've literally had like that. So that's definitely the most positive that I've ever had. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Get out there and kick some ass. There you go. Now that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's how we end spicy <laughs> memories. Um, so... I used to ask people for a spicy memory, but I don't know if you venture into spicy food at all. Oh uh, gosh, spicy food is the word. <laughs> I know it is, right? That's but not yeah. spicy memories. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, it's, well, I mean, spicy memories, aka emotional trauma. Uh, that's that's really <laughs> okay. that's really what, that's what it you're is. asking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what did I say? I had a, my I was talking to my friend Michelle recently, and I was like. I was like emotional spice. That's what trauma should be called. It's just, it's, it gives you emotional spice. You know, it like it, it, it just adds a nice layer of zest to your personality. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> People are listening to this like, fuck you, man. I'm never listening to this show again. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway. Um, first of all, thank you for sitting down for almost about two hours, almost. Um, so this is going to be another long episode. Thanks um, for having me. This no, has been this nothing but fun. It's been amazing. I hoped one day I could be on Pep Talks. That would be yes, hell fun. yeah. Fucking, I love that show. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to record with Danielle soon because I briefly recorded with her. I think we're going to re-record soon. And then I'm actually going to have her back on my show. Uh, she and I had a really good talk about Sunday Italian dinners. Uh, nice. So um, I'm definitely I'll be listening it. as always with you guys. And if I ever get far enough out where my fucking radio antenna can reach it, I will certainly turn it on 107.7. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, check it out. Listen, we got a free app too. Oh shit! All right, there you go. Well, now I got the app. That's it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wake up nice and early just to just to listen. But um, 
Alyssa, thank you so much for coming on. This has been amazing. Thank Sorry, you. It's like all over the place. That's just how, no, the, show, how the show goes. I <laughs> love it. Seriously, this has been um, so much fun. So thank you for letting me come on. Of course. Guys, this has been episode 33. Two, three, two, three, two, three. Episode 33. We'll say 33. Why not? Um, and uh, if you want to uh, check out Alyssa's uh, actual podcast, it's uh, on Instagram. It's at peb, P-E-V dot talks. Um, and your podcast is available everywhere, right? It's on like, everywhere. Spotify, Google, like, you know, mm-hmm. all that places. You're even on Good Pods where I'm ranked. And uh, you're, hey. you should sign up for that because it's like a, it's a social media platform for podcasts. Okay. So, so you can actually get your show like voted for and ranked. And uh, that's, that's, how, that's how I got up to, that's the, up to the top. But um. Guys, listen to Pep Talks. Uh, I'm going to put all of Alyssa's links everywhere for you to see. Thank you again for coming on. Uh, Thank you. This has been episode 33, and I will see you guys later. Cheers.